Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Four Top Threes. Hi. I'm V and I'm from Britain. Hi V. Hi. Hey. I'm Cassie. You? I'm Cassie. I'm from Germany. Hi Cassie. My name is Aethor. I'm from Ireland. Oh. Yeah. Hi Aethor. Nailed it. Nailed it Aethor. <laughs> thank Professional. You, thank you. I'm Neil and I'm from the USA. Hello. I'm Kareem and I'm from the United Kingdom. Oh, or wow. less than slightly United Kingdom these days, but who has? <laughs> Kingdom, maybe. <laughs> wow, such a professional introduction. Uh, that is our absolute gobshite. And such um, a very good, sultry voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. very good voice. Um, no, Kessie, stop. stop. Hold it down. I've <laughs> seen your comments on Discord, Kessie. <laughs> Um, so, as as is our tradition, uh, Karim, you get to decide the topic, and uh, yeah, go ahead. Let everyone know what it is, and then we will uh, we'll crack on with our top three. Okay, um, I was asked to provide a topic, and I came up with my three favourite audio dramas. How strange! I pick such a me, an audio drama actor and director. <laughs> I had to dig deep for that one, huh? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is, I've, I've, I've done like enthusiasm for Rusty Quill a few times, and there's a lot of things I've done on that. So, uh, just as a new. heads up, just as a heads up, because we have one member here that is not very that does not lo- listen to a lot of audio dramas. We expanded it to uh, top three audio narratives. Okay, and That's the cool. audience can guess, take a guess who that is by context. Because not, not telling you, not a lot came out in 2006. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to um, audio dramas. I don't know. <laughs> I started podcasts listening to actual plays, and I've probably only listened to three of those. So I'm going to list you the three podcasts that I've listened to today. That's <laughs> so absolutely that's fine. <laughs> I really hope one of the audio, uh, one of the actual plays is ours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've listened to. Th- three other ones that I can talk about. Um, okay, good. The one that should not be named? <laughs> no, not that one either. Ooh. No, I don't count that one. That burned to the back of our memories. Um, so let's start with Aethel, um, because alphabet. Okay, okay. Um, so uh, I'm going to preference. I will not be putting anything on my list, even if it belongs on my list, if I was... A, a key actor in it, or B, it was made by Travis Van Gruff. Travis, <laughs> I love you. Yeah, but I also had to do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I can't put it, like, b- because then it would just be those, because like, I like those a lot. Uh, but I want to expand it a little bit further. Uh, if you don't know, I'm on Counterbalance, go check it out. I'm on White Wolf, check it out. I'm on Dark Dice, check it out. Whatever. Whatever. And uh, TLD and, and all the Lighthouse things, come on, man. They, surely <laughs> they know about TLD. <laughs> Yes. If I mention uh, Liberty right now or else. I, I refuse to rise to Liberty. I was an absolute B-voice. <laughs> hey, I, I did Liberty. I loved Liberty. It was Wait, my uh, first big break. Who were you in Liberty? Us two. <laughs> Tales from the Tower, series two, yeah. episode one and two. Yeah, I Excuse remember me. you were. It was my I don't first, remember what the story was, but it was Tales of the Tower, yeah. 
Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right, sorry, sorry. Let me, let me My opportunity <laughs> to play a noir detective. <laughs> I remember right, something right. about an apartment, but that's about all I remember. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Ace, I'll continue. <laughs> uh, so my third pick uh, would be the audio drama that got me back into audio dramas, um, and that would be The Orphans. Uh-huh. Uh, I It came across my... Uh, podcast feed because I was following like a basically like everybody and everything by some people and the orphans just kind of episode one popped up and I sat there and was just like hmm download started listening while doing work and then when it was over I was just like audio dramas I used to listen <laughs> to that like I like when I was like 15 there was like a a, a, a a rush of audio dramas Icelandic audio dramas on the radio like like TV programming level of like at seven on on Tuesday, you will be able to hear the new episode of Random Murder Mystery in a Mansion. It was always a <laughs> random murder mystery in a mansion. Uh, not very creative, but no, I liked the Orphans a lot. I think the first season is really, really good, and I will admit I didn't listen to anything past that because I Ooh. don't listen to a lot of audio dramas. But I absolutely adore the first season of the Orphans, and I highly recommend anybody go check it out. Yeah, Zachary Fortis Gone produced a real. Dunno there. It was brilliant. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, he is. Of course, yes, back then is. we could follow all the audio in the audio dramas relatively easily because <laughs> there were many. not more than than <laughs> <are> like fifty. <laughs> Absolutely wild how yeah. quickly you that market do- grew. <laughs> yeah, it's exploded so much. Going from like back into the day when like yeah, you could have a new audio creator every every day in a month and then listen to that for the rest of the year without finding anything new. Now there's just so many dropping in. There's so many good ones that you just cannot yeah. keep up I with. I can't keep yeah. up. No. Especially with all the actual plays and stuff as well. It's like, Whoa. yeah. I, mean, yeah. I did mention uh, the orphans f- facility at some point in mm-hmm. your intros um, episode, Aethor. Yes. And uh, that is my personal, like, it's not, not uh, on my uh, favorite list, but uh, mm-hmm. if I uh, think of the orphans, that's my favorite uh, spin off series. Mm-hmm. I personally, like, I did not really enjoy the first. Uh, the first really? the original series. I had a lot of issues with it. <laughs> You're wild. Wait, is Facilities the follow-up season where we're kind of yes. following the bad guys? The, no, yeah, well, not the bad guys, but like the, the backstory of... Wasn't it sort of the prequel, Jay- basically? No. Yeah. Not <laughs> yes. James is okay. the actor. What's the... What's the... Um, what's James the, uh, DiMaggio. Botcom? The AI. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The AI, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I forgot the name of the AI. I actually know the guy. I, I met him. He's, yeah, he's, James uh, James Barbarossa. That's him. Yeah, yeah. there you yeah. go. Such a hell, hell of a name. Hell of a name. That's a, <laughs> that's a stage name if I ever heard one. And if I understand correctly, that's actually just his name. Yeah. Uh, we have a, we have a, a place in like near where I live that's called the Barbarossa place. So whenever I hear, heard his name, I thought of that place. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can easily memorize this. <laughs> He ever goes back to uh, goes to Germany. Turns out he's like a long lost son to a serf. Like <laughs> inherits an entire kingdom. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Then I like. I did actually listen to facilities as well. Um, <gasps> I didn't remember that as being a separate season in my brain. Yeah. Uh, but no. I like. I genuinely do love that, and I highly recommend it as a quick listen. Yeah. Uh, it's short. Relatively short. And the first season was all recorded. Uh, individual mics in a group, though. Um, so it gives the actors a lot of, like, um, I don't know, like, I genuinely feel like I listen to other audio dramas and I don't feel that weird magic that happened in the first season of Orphan where he got five people into a room with scripts and made them act apart, uh, like across from each other. 
There, yeah. there's, there's, there's a huge difference in the energy when that kind of thing happens. I mean, it's it's always that it takes a very skilled sound engineer to take remote recorded uh, and splice them together with the right kind of intonation and stuff like that. It can be done, and there are some people who do it very, very well. But yeah, you, you can't beat being in the room. No. Yeah, it's it's definitely something about like the connection you have when you're performing, mm-hmm. especially when you're performing against someone else and you're doing something like really hardcore. Like honestly, like even having like this this like uh, uh, screen between us, mm-hmm. like even though we're live, we're live ish is the kind of the thing I have is like I can't look into any of your eyes. I have to look into the camera mm-hmm. to be able to be directly looking at the camera. It's not the same. Um, and there's definitely a feel um, that you get when you're when you're together that you just don't always get when people record separately. And yeah. It is definitely someone who is very skilled who could make us sound good. It's, it's, yeah. it's also a, a particularly um, a particular voice actor skill to be able to record asynchronously yeah. as well, because you've got to be able to give that same level of impetus when you're on your own, um, that, and also variety on that, so the sound designer can slice them in in case the other person sounds a bit different, etc. So it's very yeah. So what what's the orphans about? <laughs> I was going to say it's a quick quick plot Tangent. summary. <laughs> um, <laughs> The orphans is five people are in a ship that crash lands, or four people's ship in a crash lands on a planet, and basically they have to survive without having any real memory of who they used to be. And in the first season, they explain who they used to be, why they were in the ship, and why they don't have a memory. the The first season does a real good job of like not, uh, oh, what's a losting it, where they just keep wrapping up silly mm-hmm. mysteries and you never get a satisfying answer to any of the questions. They do it very well, uh, in my opinion. And second season even like sheds much more light on how the place they l- land on. Yeah, I guess that's the only real answer they don't get in the first season is what happened on the planet that they land on, why it is like it is. But that gets explained in season two. So um, yeah, it's 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 a basically a sci- like a. Semi- I think sci-fi that gets explained in uh, uh, season three. I think. Oh, so. does it? Oh, I think okay. so. I have a faint memory. <laughs> I did not per- uh, particularly uh, uh, like or uh, like um, f- follow through with season three. Like mm, I don't know, my mind kept wandering because I didn't like it so much. But I mm. do love sec- uh, the second season. It was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's like a sci-fi, and I think that's also like a part of it. I am a huge sci-fi nerd. I will watch Absolute Travesty if it's sci-fi themed on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So yep. um, I, I have a very soft spot for the show. But yeah, it's it's a sci-fi base. They're in a spaceship. They land, uh, follow these five people as they try to figure out who they are. They try to like, it's it's a little bit of a, like a Lord of the Flies as they try to b- build like uh, social dynamics and like who's the leader <laughs> and whatnot. It's got a, like, I think it's got a lot going in the first season. Mm. Do we have a scoreboard for the number of shows I'm in? Hmm. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll start adding a Gary counter, like a Dean counter for every time that Kroom is in, in a show. Are you in, are you in Orphans or Facility? Uh, Expose, yeah. Dope. All right, let me start putting that in. <laughs> I remember back in the day, like 2014, when when like the audio drama community was still very small. We used to do like drinking games whenever we could find David Ault Ta- or Tanya Milojevic. And yeah. I think you were like... And now Sarah close, Golding and Karim. Sarah, yes, Sarah Golding and you are like close seconds now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's lovely to hear Tanya when she's on, but her voice, her voice yeah. um, accents are so brilliant. Sometimes it takes a little while for the ear to kick in. So... <laughs> Well, thank you for that 
I I don't know. I don't know really that I have an order for mine. Um, and I have a feeling I know what one of Neil's is going to be. So I don't want to say it. <laughs> Put it as an honorable do mention. Whatever, do whatever you want to do. I'm imagining we're going to have to just blaze past a couple of mine because I don't... <laughs> I don't think they're on topic, and I don't think that uh, I remember enough about them to really go into a huge amount of detail. So Neil's just happy to be it's here. A- yeah. well, we can make it easy. Neil could be the next person on, you know. Ooh. Yeah. So, so he gets to slide in before everyone else. <laughs> Good plan. Good direction, Krim. You should be our host. Like, so much else he's not go the on, host, Neil. he's the director. <laughs> Very true. Very true. All right, Neil, what have you got? Well, I'm just going to go in order from, I guess, like podcasts that I discovered like in, in my own personal timeline. But uh, one of the first podcasts that I listened to was Adventure Zone. And I'm just uh. going to name that one first. Yeah, that was that was the one I, I feared we would uh, both uh, have. Good. One of the old classics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was there at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Way back uh, in the strange time. <laughs> I've never actually listened to it, even though I, I'm probably, I've been subscribed since probably 2012, 2014. <laughs> oh, oh, there's a big old, like, red circle with 273 episodes, like, in it. <laughs> uh, Let me check. Wait, <laughs> the Adventure Show, like, there are, they are, uh, like, an uh, actual play podcast, right? Yes. yes. Um. And they're the my brother, my brother and me guys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When did they? Yeah. Dad. When did they start? <laughs> like, how old is their series? Oh, I have no idea. It's it's years because like the the first time I heard about the Adventure Zone was actually from you, Neil. Yeah. Um, like you dropped it in conversation randomly when we were doing the podcast that shall not be named, and then I listened to it, and then we had like a good conversation about it. Um, we're talking a lot about the balance arc. It wasn't the balance arc then; it was just them fucking around with their dad. Um. December twenty fourteen is when the first episode is hosted on, I think, their website. <laughs> yep, third so December two thousand fourteen. Yeah, one. yeah. That's that's a wildly old show. Uh, like, like, and it's 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 not a really story driven show. It's more like a jokey, wacky show, right? I have to massively disagree. Yeah, with that they started it's... out a little wackier, but mm-hmm. even even though they did start it out that way, it shifts so quickly into them like taking it pretty seriously that you don't really notice. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't. It's like feel a really gentle like slide to like actually taking it seriously enough to actually put real work into it. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a show that did this. Adventure Time. <laughs> First two seasons, just the dirtiest shit you will ever see, and then they take themselves way too seriously on like season three to seven. <laughs> but it's so good, though. You know? <laughs> I know. Uh, so, like, yeah. uh, the Adventure Zone, like, I'm so shocked I didn't come across them earlier because I got into actual plays really early. We're talking like, yeah, early 2015 or something stupid like that. And I listened to so much garbage and nobody ever like recommended The Adventure Zone to me. It's it's <laughs> genuinely upsetting. I listened to about 100 episodes of three guys, two of them around a table with dice and minis, minis describing their activities and one guy on a hat set with like... And, and sloppy internet so it, he would cut out all oh. the time 
No. It, I, about a hundred episodes of that. Yet I never listened to the adventure show. <laughs> You're missing out. Like the, the, the first, like, uh, so they have like their story. So they're on the third story now, right? Or the fourth? That's a great question. I think, I want to say they're probably on their fourth story at this point, but I stopped listening after the first story because it was so, so beautiful. I didn't want to get attached to new characters. <laughs> yeah, it, it it became extremely hard to well, says dedicate five. more of my personal time Fuck to podcasts me. when we started doing our own podcast. Yeah. Because if I do podcast <laughs> away from home, <laughs> then I have to come <laughs> home and do my podcast listening <laughs> editing thing and sitting yeah. i'm sitting in front of podcasts all day i don't know i have to give time to music and other stuff and and when i started making podcasts a lot of podcasts just kind of fell off i, I stopped keeping track of them so that's why i don't mm-hmm. listen to a lot of shows and i need to fix that i've been slowly getting back into like uh the habit of listening to to shows I've been desperately trying to do that too. My my goal is to finish one whole narrative podcast per year. And I failed last year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no. I got through all of Y2K with like a week to go when that was still actively like uh, week on week releases. And then I did Shadows at the Door because I fucking love that. Also, Ping, you're on that one too. Um, <laughs> and and last year I tried to find a podcast I got into. I just couldn't. I just couldn't get into anything last year. So I was just like, nope, that fails. This year I'm going to try again with a slightly smaller podcast than Y2K because that was really big. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like mentally trying to keep up with our own story. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there is that. There is always I still that, have yeah. a lot of capacity to, you know, <laughs> hold other stories in my head at, at any given moment. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's understandable. Isn't yeah. it? There's uh, an advantage of waiting till they're finished and and then binging or waiting yeah. till season oh, yeah. binging. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, th- I was talking about one of the the folks in in the Lighthouse Discord. It was the the um it might be during the AMA actually when we're talking about the fact that you don't tend to remember much of the story after about three weeks. So binging it is so much better because you retain all the details. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for our actual play, it's probably better that you don't binge it all in one go. One that's like fourteen days. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the, there are yeah, limits. And, and, <laughs> And secondarily, I'm GMing this. And if I was at home, I'd be able to get with so much shit because no one will remember week to week. But people <laughs> are listening one after another. It's so much harder. <laughs> but I, if anyone ha- else hasn't listened to The Adventure Zone, I'd recommend at least listening to the first story, which they called The Balance Arc. Um, For sure. I think, it, yeah, I you think have it's to, good. Yeah, you have to get through the the uh, he- here are goblins or goblins or whatever the fuck they called like the <laughs> first chapter of the story. I think you're it's right. a little bit rough. I think it's here um, to be goblins. Yep. And then wow. uh, there's an arc called the 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 Crystal Kingdom, and that's when it just changed. Like that's when you realise they have actually taken this seriously. He starts putting effort into the music, um, yeah. and their dad begins to understand a little bit more about the rules. <laughs> which helps <laughs> but it's really good and it was nice just to hear like you know uh, a group of brothers hanging out with their much much older dad they sound no like idea they're having on. fun you know yeah it's exactly a, it's, it's really wholesome um, yeah there's a lot of goofing off in between sure you know they're, they're, <laughs> it, it's the difference between listening to a group of like critical role like the the just mm-hmm. serious like mode D D, I guess you would call it um Versus like comedians playing D and D, comedians just play D and D a little differently. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've seen other comedians play, and and I feel like they've played much in the same way. 
Uh, and on that spectrum, yeah. where would you put Adventure Zone? Mm. Comedians or actors? <laughs> Uh, Probably. They are definitely closer to comedians. They try, they try to sure. get to actor, but it's, it, it doesn't go past four. <laughs> it can't, because it can't pull their way and, and away you know from what? comedy. I love it anyways. It's yeah. great anyways. You know? I, I, I really like it, apart from the fact that it's like, yeah, it's them playing with their much, much older dad. There's no idea what's going on. But they had like the most... Uh, their dad casts a spell during like one phase, like one of the characters is supposed to have his like spirit pulled away um, and go and join death and, and do some activities over there. And one of the brothers was like, I'm going to astral plane. I'm going to hang out with my bud and pull him back. And their dad was like, I'm going to cause planar allies. Like, that's not how that spell works, but that's fucking great. Do it. It's amazing. <laughs> and he just went with it. I'm like, it's perfect. It's this beautiful little image they have of just like pulling them back because they didn't want to break apart. It's like, that's so adorable. It's so good. And the payout at the end is so amazing. <laughs> that is heartfelt. That is heartfelt. It is. It's really good. So uh, the Adventure Zone was also my third, um, which is why I didn't want to say it because you said it first. See? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to divvy out all of my um, my top spots to like an actual play, an audio drama, and a radio play. I tried to like divvy them out just a little bit so I'm not just doing the same kind of things. Um, yeah. All right. I guess thank you from me and Neil. <laughs> yeah, I love how all the different arcs like have a really distinctive feel to them. Yeah. As well, that was really great. Yeah, they're like really themed. I mm -hmm. I love the Crystal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. I love the one where they go to the tent and play Would You Rather. <laughs> or uh, yeah, that's really good. And then the one where they get stuck in time and it's the funniest shit. <laughs> it's so clever too. <laughs> all right. Uh, who have we got? Kesir. Me. Kesir, you. Hi. What have you got? I, I've been sitting here and trying to decide which one to I, uh, do for my third because it's a really tough call. Uh, like if I should put it on a top list or on, on the um, <laughs> honorable mentions. And I think I'm going to mention um, as my third a German audio drama that I've uh, mentioned once before. Uh, it's a World of Warcraft based audio drama. A fan, like it was a fan creation that started in like maybe two. That, when did World of Warcraft come out? 2006, I want to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, <right. laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Sorry, Karim, like, there's a but... running gag that Neil only enjoys shit from 2006. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. We did movies at one point, and all of mine were from 2006. And, <laughs> 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 and it kept um, happening, it's kept recurring. But like the, the, the audio drama, it's called Alimania. It, um, it came out like maybe two years into World of Warcraft's. World of Warcraft's face. <laughs> did you say World of War Crimes? <laughs> I did not uh, listen to myself, so I cannot account for it. <laughs> wow, okay. Can we make an audio drama based on World of Warcraft and call it World of War Crimes? <laughs> no. November 2004 it came out. Just so. uh, World of Warcraft? Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> so then, then it is quite possible that um, Alimania came out 2006, so uh, Neil would enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it started out like with a. They, um, it started out in a little um, network where they just created these things out of fun. You know, those old uh, TeamSpeak communities that were just hanging out together. Mm -hmm. And one of them just started writing a script and uh, putting it out because he also had like. It was not a podcast back then, because I don't think podcasts existed back then, but he did like a radio show that you could just download and listen to on Winamp. And um, like uh, in the, he did those weekly and uh, at some point he started doing monthly uh, audio dramas um, called The Alimania. 
just Illuminati. Technically, and... <laughs> podcasts did exist, but it was all through iTunes and stuff like that. Back then, so. Uh, okay. So it, it's, it's quite possible that uh, he put it out as a podcast, but like uh, uh, it was a minority of people that actually yeah, yeah. listened to podcasts at the time. You, 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 uh, <laughs> you didn't have phones and stuff like that to easily yeah. access. And that was yeah, thing. everyone yeah. needed an iPod and stuff. <laughs> yeah. You guys do know that the name podcast comes from iPod, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's fucking wild. I just don't remember when iPods came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who cares about that? <laughs> That's ancient history. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so um, it it was like the first uh, 10 episodes or something they uh, just brought up via the show and it got like an immense community because at some point someone made a, a whatever they called, machinima video, yeah. I think of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they did oh. that like the first six episodes and like it just skyrocketed at that point and it, it got so popular that uh, in any random gamer community you could just mention a joke from them and someone would recognize it and i uh i personally really enjoyed it like i was not a world world of warcraft player at the time so i even i liked it even though i got uh, like i did not get most of the jokes <laughs> But they uh, wrote it in a way that even someone like me could enjoy it. And I got interested in World of Warcraft because of the uh, that uh, audio drama. <laughs> and um, yeah, then they brought out like 19 episodes. And then they, I think it was no 18 episodes. And then they they had to, to really drag it out because some of the actors were just jumping off. And they had to try community fund like the last two episodes and stuff like that because the, some of the actors were like I don't want to do this anymore unless you pay us <laughs> fair <laughs> yeah. and like the episodes got longer like they started out as 10 minute blips and then at the end like at episode maybe 13 or something they started being like an hour long and um, so, that's a lot of work yeah typically the actors were like nope we don't want to do this anymore and um, yeah it took over 10 years for them to finally finish it with episode 20. And, um, yeah. Wow, what a hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it came, like the last ep episode 20 did come out in 2016. So it's uh, very, uh, uh, I, I do think it came out in 2006 because they did say it was a 10 year anniversary thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, I did a lot, I, I did a very big artwork for it when the moment I heard that it was coming back I, um, I did like this massive artwork like with all the fun characters that came in and uh, as a gift to the author at the time <laughs> <laughs> you're amazing Kester <laughs> yeah so is it is it set in the the Warcraft world? It is set in the is Warcraft set in world. Yes, it's, it's set in Azeroth, but like it's it's uh it has a lot of meta jokes. Like um sometimes you have GMs coming in and interacting with the cast, and um <laughs> the, there's like uh the these very meta jokes that there's uh, players like uh, in the real world doing some, something. Sometimes uh, there's references to other games, so it's it's not just self-contained in the world of warcraft universe it's it's very uh, a comedy and not a not a, a, hmm. a serious um serious <laughs> something to listen so to well whilst farming <laughs> <laughs> must get silver thorn herb must make healing potion <laughs> <sighs> so was it in english no or it was in german, german. yeah 
unfortunately. I wish I could share it with you, but alas. <sighs> still still links for the references, but yeah, like I, my German is only so-so. Yeah, I will um, drop the name there. Thank you. For our huge <laughs> contingent of German audi- uh, listeners. And I'm going to note it as Karim Nope. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. I wasn't in that one. <laughs> so we have a we have a Discord channel uh, called References where we put all our references for the episodes so it makes it easier for me to do the show notes. And we just start marking your name against everything. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> to see if we can do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So is it my turn? Thank you for that. Uh, yes, very much yes. so. It is up to you. Up to you. Uh, right. Third, first, second. Well, I'm, I'm going to do it so no, in, 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 in um, uh, um, chronological order. That's the word I was looking for. Okay. Um, <laughs> A rarity. I, I'm, I'm using audio in the, in the wider sense, not necessarily the indie uh, audio yeah. drama community. I'm going to start with the uh, with one of the great granddaddies of them all. <clears throat> oh. As in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Quite simply, anybody who's into audio absolutely has to listen to and enjoy The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in all its forms. Yeah. Because, of course, you have different versions. You have the radio versions and you have the album versions. Because you used to sell sell albums of these things. And it was a slightly different cut with slightly different scenes in the album versions, etc. as well. Um, Douglas Adams, such a magnificent writer, um, who had the who uh, coined the fantastic phrase, "I love the sound of um, deadlines as they go wishing by." Um, <laughs> he was famous for um, yeah getting a script really well done, and, and the, the producer said, "Oh, that's that's fantastic! Can 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 you guess? Yeah, get, you're nearly there. Gets to the end by yeah such and such day, so we can record." He said, "Yeah, fine, fine, fine." And when he got to um, uh, the the following week or the week after there was less actual script <laughs> because that, that, that is a man that took the phrase uh, brevity is the soul of wit way too seriously well it, that that's that's one of the magnificent things about the hitchhiker's guide is it is so comically dense there is so mm-hmm. much funny stuff and everything layers on top of one another and it's, and it's so consistent and strong it's a brilliant comedy you may notice a theme through my ones is it's mostly comedy i'll be honest here um <laughs> I can do in the honourable mentions. I can do the sort of more dramatic stuff, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. If you haven't listened to it, do so. Everything's available on Audible. You can probably listen to it yeah. elsewhere as well. You can download the albums from somewhere. One of those places you download albums yeah. from because it's not available anymore. Although they're probably available in some places nowadays. Who knows? But YouTube, Walmart. <laughs> there is always yeah. that kind of thing as well. Yes. But back Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Get get. Sorry, sorry, Casey. A back alley of Bandcamp. <laughs> well, there is a that. Uh, get get to know Zayford, Ford Prefect, and Arthur Dent, oh, and the rest so of the cute. crew, and learn to love one of the old classics. <laughs> All right. So- as soon as you said that, my brain went, "You idiot, Hem! Of course, of course, you should have mentioned that." I listened to uh, a version of it with my parents consistently uh, when we used to drive up to Wales and back because that's where we had holiday. Um, and yeah, it would just be on in the car. If it wasn't that, it was like, you know, two particular bands um, or it was the Hitchhiker's Guide. And yeah, like as soon as you said that, like my brain was like, oh my God, you enjoyed that so much of a kid. Why was that not on your list? You idiot. Because it's a long time ago. That's the <laughs> PTSD. thing. PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I actually re- re-listened to all the radio series um, a few months ago because I was supposed to be doing enthusiasm about it, but then enthusiasm got put on hiatus, mm-hmm. shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, for a philistine like myself, who has only uh, hallucinated the story while looking at dead trees, i.e., reading books, yes. would you say I'm missing out? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Douglas Adams is one of Douglas Adams is one of one of the 20th century's finest comic writers in yeah. um in, in British media. Um he wrote all kinds of stuff. He wrote for Doctor Who and other bits and pieces as well. And the Hitchhiker's Guide was his pinnacle. I mean, he wasn't entirely right. He moved into IT and doing doing lots of stuff with Apache web and as a, a a futurist, I suppose is the best way to describe him as he moved I on. I knew after it. That. I knew it. When you said the name, like he's done a bunch of comedy stuff. I'm like, he did Dirk Gently's holistic. Yes, yes, he did he Dirk did Gently's holistic, and I love that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay, so uh, then I have a question for you. Yep. Actually, like, you, if you're a huge fan of Douglas Adams, have you read the the book The Salmon of Doubt? Yes, of course. A, you that's, have. An, that's another one of the. Uh... <laughs> It's it's heart wrenching to read through that book and hear the story of his like final like years. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like so, for the audience who haven't read or listened to the audio drama, I haven't either. The the end of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy story is really really dark. Mm. It is really really dim. It literally ends with the bad guys defeating Earth across all. <laughs> <laughs> it's really dark. Yes. Um, <laughs> And in the book, The Salmon of Doubt, which is more of a uh, like collection of unfinished scripts and uh, testimonies about him from his friends and family, yeah. somebody mentions that he had been in such a mentally dark place when he yeah. wrote that book, and he regretted the ending, and he was working, like, looking forward to rewriting a new story where he gets the... the it brings it back, back again, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you could tell that in the last few books. Mm-hmm. Um, the... The the smile spark had had gone. I mean, a lot. It's still very very funny, but it's certainly different. Definitely had a darker edge. Um, it was still like wit and oh, clever. Yeah, exactly. But it, it it didn't have the ha ha uh, that it used to have. No, but then it was you know it was ten years later. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> as we got to the end, so that's, that's that's a long time in anybody's life. So as we well know, when we produce shows over many many years. <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we feel that pain. So there you go, Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> Right. It's it's good and yeah. If uh, if you haven't, if you've only read it, yep. um, you definitely need to either listen to it or. Uh, and I will plug the TV show because it was fucking amazing. Yeah, TV show's brilliant. Um, Avoid the film. Yeah, don't ever watch the film. Avoid the it's film. Such a like letdown. It's horrible. <laughs> no, don't hate on the film. It was it's bad. It existed. It's so bad. Like the TV series. It is uh, like we we recently because Athel sci-fi nerd. Um, we just got through watching Red Dwarf. Um, here, and it's very much has that same kind of feel to it, but without the studio audience quite so much. It's. It's top. Do we do a ping for me being in the studio audience of Red Dwarf one time? (laughs) Are you shitting me, dude? For real? (laughs) Yeah, I I was in the the one on the prison planet. Um, Oh my god! I was was in the audience. Red Dwarf ping. (laughs) Just the audience. Your laughter is in there somewhere, my friend. Um, Yeah, that's a good call. I'm I'm gutted that I forgot to put that in my own rule mentions. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was everybody's third, right? Mm -hmm. Which means we can go to. To the second ads. <laughs> no, the ads come halfway through. No, two. we do too. <laughs> what? No. Ethel, uh, you're up next. What oh, have you got in your second? Oh, I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad the audience back from the ads. Uh... <laughs> okay, you know this means we're going to put like two ads spots yes. if we do this, right? Money goes, money. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Our artistic integrity gets it. Something's got to pay for the cat food. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> we have such good reality bites again. for mid-rolls. We should use them. Like, yeah. Other of our shows, do we have good places to put mid-rolls in? That, that is yeah. true. That is each, true. Uh, each round, 
We have one person talk, and then we do an ad, and then the next person Ooh. doesn't talk, and then we do an ad. We can have how many things and how many people are there? We, we have five, so we can have 15 ads Yeah, in but you'd soon lose audience real fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quick note here from Future V. You're very welcome I didn't go with this joke. Okay, okay. Uh, my number two slot, slot is, an, is an actual play, um, and like... It's it's really hard to um, pinpoint what it is about it. It's called the Campaign Podcast, and it's John DiMaggio and a couple of his friends. They're playing uh, Star Wars: Edge of the Galaxy or something, and it started as a one shot. Like they were recording it with a couple of friends, and they had so much fun. They decided to do a mini series. And John DiMaggio was the DM back then, if I remember correctly, or maybe Kat was. But anyway, they they prepared what they thought was three to four episodes. And after 20 episodes, they finally got off the planet and were about to go meet the boss. So uh, That um, sounds uh, terribly familiar. They, they, yes. they just admitted defeat. Everybody loved it. It was so fun. And um, I quote that show a lot. There's a lot of gold lines in that show and i highly recommend it but it is really long but if you don't care about star wars it's actually kind of fun to listen to because both the dms are massive star wars nerds but everybody else who's playing don't give a fuck they don't give a shit like somebody's like oh like what's out he's got a kaipa crystal and they're like i don't know what that is i'm shooting him and they're like no you can't shoot a kaipa crystal it's like what is I don't care. I'm shooting him. And if he doesn't die, I'm going to shoot him some more. It's like, do you not know what a Kuiper crystal is? It's like, it's it's no. fantastic to listen to two guys who just don't give a shit about Star Wars Lord being told repeatedly you can't do that. And then going like, all right, then I'm getting a bigger car and hitting it with it. <laughs> so uh, highly recommended. Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird, silly story where three guys are trying to save a, a Jedi apprentice from the Jedi wiping outing that happens. And it's shockingly fun it's shockingly funny and from time to time it's shockingly heartfelt and uh it does have one of my favorite podcast episodes that i go back to in my head all the time so all the actors are uh improvised uh trained like huge improvised trainer guys and in one episode they have all three actors create a new set of characters and then they're gonna pit those characters against themselves so the joke is they have to act two characters at once (laughs) Uh, except one of the players, as soon as the teams meet up, he separates everybody with their own characters. So everybody only gets to act against just their character. There's nobody else in the room. And it's genuinely one of the funniest things I've ever heard them all lose their mind. I would be so mad at V. (laughs) (laughs) But on the flip side, I do that to V. Consistently, it's called sweet revenge. Time. And the day I can do that to all of y'all, I'm going to. Yes, uh, Ral yeah. versus. Like, even if I have to make this podcast another four years long, Neil, it's gonna happen. It's, it's hilarious. Very recently, when we recorded. I felt so bad because it was basically just being me. Like, yep, I want you to talk to yourself. Tense <laughs> for my music. <laughs> 
yeah, uh, my number two is the campaign podcast. Uh, check it out. Skip the first episode, uh, which is a complete and utter mess where they're like trying to wrap it into Star Wars lore, and they have way too many Star Wars nerds on, so it gets bogged down with people who care and go straight Actually, to the <laughs> lots of those. Yeah, yeah, just go straight to the next thing. Who cares where they came from? They have a Jedi kid with them. They're stranded on a planet, and there's three of them. They're really, really funny. They're they're fantastic. That's a good wreck. Yeah, I, I've heard you mention campaign a lot, and you do <laughs> mention the making them talk to each other a lot. Yeah, uh, I just think, oh, that's just that's gonna that's gonna be fun as an improviser to have to do that, but also just fuck you for springing this on me. <laughs> it, it, the, the funniest part is that the like he. The guy who did it, he goes last, so he's the last one to do it. And the other players don't let him stop. They keep like, like, no, 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 you can't do that. You have to like, you have to do these things first. He's like, okay, okay. Then they have a little bit more dialogue, and then I'm gonna do this. Like, no, 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 no. And eventually he kind of breaks and just go like, oh Jesus Christ, this is awful. I hate doing this. <laughs> I don't regret doing this to you guys. I'm regret having to do it myself. <laughs> That reminded fair. me, like I was listening to uh, this podcast called, uh, called Hey Riddle Riddle the other time, and like sometimes they do like little scenes there. It's like a, a talk show, but they are improvisers and they uh, call scenes uh, occasionally when something inspires them. And in one scene, one of the actors started dissing himself, like and actually playing himself at the same time. So it was like, why is this guy doing it to me? Do oh, fucking idiot, you uh, guys help! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm in a glass case of case of emotions, and now the only aggressor here is me. And the other improviser was just standing there, like, is he really doing that? Did he just say that to himself? Is he be okay? Oh, he really hates himself. Uh, uh, all right, Kessir, you're up. Me? What's, what's on your your middle spot? Uh, well, last time we did Neil first, but sure. <laughs> There's no care. rules and the no don't <laughs> Anarchy! Uh, my second spot is a podcast called The Kingery um, by Pendant Audio. Um, it's uh, about a crime lord who runs a resort hotel casino thing and uh, uh, each season deals with like a different problem that the crime lord is trying to uh deal with quote unquote uh, where they are trying to take over the casino or like uh throw him over or whatever and uh it's one of those um one of those audio dramas i keep coming back to i only listen to it uh twice but uh it, like it lives in my head rent free <laughs> 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 um it's 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 uh, one of those really good ones like it the It starts out with a really shitty audio quality because it was made like a long, long time ago. I don't even remember when they started. Um, and like it keeps getting better. But like even back then they had like a very good uh, casting and direction. So everything felt genuinely real. And um, uh, yeah, I, I uh, it has a lot of sex in it. <laughs> <laughs> which is not something you often hear in audio dramas. And I appreciate that they went out there and be like, yeah, we're showing sex scenes in an audio drama. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> this is this is a brothel after all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think if you it's it's one of those like if you start out with a giant signpost saying, This is a brothel, it's real. Um yeah, yeah, yeah you've got to expect some 
some yeah. brief scenes in there. And uh, favorite uh, honorable mention of that show is we get to hear uh, femboy David Ault in it. <laughs> <gasps> tick. Tick. <laughs> tick David Ault. Everybody take a shot. But you, but you only hear him in like uh, fifth season, sixth season. Uh, like it's, I think it's still ongoing actually. But uh, it took a really weird turn where uh, the the main actor of the crime lord um, uh, changed out with a with a backstory. Like why changed out? Like in this world, there uh, is the op the possibility for people to do body swapping or like um, soul swapping. Basically, you can like transfer your soul mm -hmm. into uh, another body for a time being, and like it, it, because this is a resort, they want you to relax and have fun. So you get to have fun in a different body. So you can like experience going to the brothel in a different gender, for example. And um, nice. uh, the crime lord eventually swaps to a different body, uh, which is uh, and he d discovers that he's actually trans. So now it's a she. But like, uh, I don't mind that kind of um, uh, storyline <laughs> in general, but it felt really weird for this one in particular. So <laughs> it felt like a weird twist. <laughs> But yeah, uh, until that uh, season, I personally really enjoyed it. <laughs> you said it's called The Kingery. Yeah, I, f I found it on Podchaser. Yes, The Kingery. Uh, it's got 12 seasons. <laughs> yep. Jesus. Yeah, that's why I say it's still wow. ongoing. It's like each season is like, I think, 10 episodes, maybe. That's wild. Wow, that's some staying power. That's like, damn. Yeah, and I've already been running since maybe 2012. Can you look which one, which episode came out when the first episode came uh, out? Sure. Let me just click back. Maybe 2009, actually. Like, it's super old. Sometimes I wonder. Oh, my God. 30th March, 2007. Oh, oh, damn. Wow. Missed it Almost 2006. Yeah. That's before They do release one a whole season every year. Okay. So that's that why Tracks, it, it yeah. explains why they're on season 12 now. So what were you wondering, Neil? Um, how do I word it? Uh -oh. Like what our podcast is. Other people tell <laughs> like stories in like you know ten episodes. You know, makes mm -hmm. a it makes a good audio drama. And here we are, three hundred hours. <laughs> what is the beat <laughs> of ours? We we don't tell fast stories. That's what I'm saying. Uh, um, I think the, part of the problem is for one that you have like a narrative component. <laughs> You have a meta component, yeah. Where and like the the, the battles they drag out for an entire episode. So yeah. I think one of the most recent battles we recorded was four episodes. Guess <laughs> four episodes. Like I love you guys, but we might need to do the the Travis uh, Travis thing where we just just like edit the shit out of the fight. Just like everybody re-records the lines. It's two minutes. Let's do them. But but if you edit out the fight, how do you get stuff like uh, suck at my halfling dick? <laughs> no, exactly. We're never gonna get these why isn't counterspell working why can't i counterspell this counterspells actually <laughs> the, works the, like you're never gonna it, get that like the, the, there is definitely i will never get it right Aether. i will never get it right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my quote <laughs> the, there is i think there's definitely a difference between um a scripted story and an actual play even if you adapt an actual play into a, a scripted thing much like travis does because we're kind of actually kind of telling two stories at the table one we're telling the characters but we're also telling our stories as we go through it as players yeah. like the audience are listening to us and then when we roll they know that it's a real 
thing. Like, it's not just like, oh, someone's predetermined the outcome. They know that they have to survive this fight for it to be narratively happy. We've had narratively unhappy deaths in in TLD. Like, you're yeah. never going to get that if it was scripted. So, like, the audience following along with us get that same kind of like... <gasps> Provided, of course, we don't allow too much measure in of like, mm, what spell am I going to do this time? Oh my God, dude, you've had like two minutes to think about what you're doing. Pick a fucking spell. Um, like, yeah, um, we, we don't have a lot of that, thankfully. Uh, but yeah, like a lot of it is also us talking bullshit. And there's a lot of, yeah, meta No, stuff. I'm genuinely interested going through like the first maybe three episodes of uh, TLD and just putting that into like an audio drama format script. <laughs> like I did some of the, some of the uh, interaction yeah, to make it work as an audio drama. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> because you also lose, like I think in the first, the first episode or the second episode, we would lose the beautiful question of, can I hide a shiv in my butt crack? <laughs> you never have that. <laughs> Unless you have like internal monologues. <laughs> I, you know, face just lit up like, what the it's fuck? It's very funny though. It's very funny to hear that in audio drama without the context of like that <laughs> discussion. Because just imagine listening to an audio drama and then that is described and they move on to the next thing very quickly. Wait, can I hide can I a shiv in my butt crack? Nah, I probably couldn't and move on. Like. And they put the shiv in their butt crack. And continued all <laughs> along down the hall. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, terrible. Uh, all right. Well, I, I'm going to say like 12 years, 12 seasons. That is some absolute staying power. That is seriously um, serious. Yeah. And containing everything within 10 episodes. I don't know how they do it, but hats off to them. <laughs> yeah. Judicious uh, right, use, use of the editing <laughs> button. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Neil, what have you got? Speaking of stories that take a long time, um, <laughs> my next one is the second show that I listened to. Uh, after I caught up on Adventure Zone and had more time because I was no longer, I didn't have anything to binge anymore. So I looked for the next thing. And um, I found an older show called Drunks and Dragons that I listened to. I heard about that the other day, actually. Yeah, they were fun. I think somebody was uh, recommending it on a Discord somewhere. Yeah, I have so many these days; it's quite embarrassing. <laughs> it's, it's wild. <laughs> How far do you have to scroll to get to which Discord? I don't know which one it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. so is it Drunkards and Dragons? No, Drunk Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Drunk Dragons. No. <laughs> oh God, these Drunk drunks. on Dragons <laughs> these titles piss me the shit off. Drunks and get Dragons. Guys. They're they're like a really. They have to be one of the first people to have tried to do D as a podcast it's drunk and dragon drunks and dragons from geek but yeah on. geekly inc <laughs> is there geekly is there yeah geekly. okay there you go and they're still going on the wandery How? Yeah. podcast uh, wandery network are there livers on life support? Do they have special ma- <laughs> medical insurance for this kind so of thing? So it, it, it starts out with kind of that uh, that theme of of they're just friends that drink at the table, you know, and and they have yep. fun with it, and then it falls off. They start taking story more seriously and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I think they considered a name change at one point, and decided not to. I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, there was definitely a transitioning in in between. They kept it, you know, loose through. I think the entirety of what they do they didn't like do a major change like we're no longer this but they definitely they, they did there was a point they did where change they, it it's not called 
called Greetings Adventurers. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons right. 5e actual play. It's called something else now then. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. called that. That might be why I couldn't find it. I just <laughs> found a bunch of generic Drunks and Dragons. <laughs> okay, yeah, they, they sure did. It was shortly before I stopped listening, I think. They got really far though. They, they, they their campaign didn't end. Is the issue? It just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, at some point, you just got to stop listening. But um, mm. yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. It, it was much, uh, even though Adventure Zone is is you know as I had described for comedians and has that looseness about it. You know, this mm. is that. A little bit more extreme, though, <laughs> right? Because these are not even like people who have done radio podcasting for a yeah. long period of time. These are just like people who decided to record their D and D game. Um, it, it's hard to describe. I can't remember how what the main meat of the story is. They do a lot of uh, personal uh, character plot stuff. They start the game with bombs in their heads is what I remember, which is Ouch. a really <laughs> problem that's a way to start out. That's yeah, really that's problem. a good character motive. Um, <laughs> if you needed a reason for your character to be <laughs> an adventurer to the, the campaign and the plot, put a bomb in their head because they'll probably, they'll probably listen to you. Um, yeah. So, so I'm guessing the premise is, is that they they drink every episode. I don't think that or they're they just do. drunk through the entirety. I don't think that they do. I think that okay. I think it's just a, a. I don't know. Like I said, they regretted the name. They changed the name. Like <laughs> they, it's, it's, it's probably not just like a, a theme goof. anymore. Yeah. You know, if they drink, yeah. they okay. drink. They, if no, they don't, they don't. But it, it, it is. Being drunk and recording yourself is every young adult's idea of height of comedy. Uh, the <laughs> when you're in guys it, who... not when you're listening to it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Rooster Teeth guys who make the blue versus uh, who made the red versus blue, which is now like a huge fucking thing. They started making drunk Halo videos, and like they mm. they mentioned like. I've listened to an interview where they were talking about it. They were like, yeah, everybody thinks it's the best idea to, in the world. Record ourselves drunks. We're hilarious. And then you listen to yourself drunk and you realize you're not clever no. at all. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> terrible. No. I, I feel like that was never really a huge point. They, they, it, it comes up in a couple jokes, basically, but that's it. Mm. It's not like a huge point of, of the game or the story, yeah. or anything. But in any sense, it was still very fun. The story was good. I liked the characters a lot. They followed them very well. And it was a long story to follow. But it had good sad moments and stuff. You know, they did good at, at, at getting serious. And these are not <laughs> actors, <laughs> you know. But they do a good job. And it, it was mostly just really funny. Mm. All right, it's another giant actual play. Like I, again, yep. I wish yep. somebody would have pointed me towards greeting adventures instead of me listening to trash <laughs> audio for a hundred plus audio, uh, hours before I realized I had no idea what was going on anymore. If uh, I think the only advice, if anyone's thinking like, yeah, yeah, I should record my my role playing games and put them on the internet, think about your audience for the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for the love of everything holy, think about your audience. When was the first episode of of when did they start? 
2012 November. It's pretty old. Yes, that yeah. is old. Been going for a while. Holy crap. Good on well, them. Thank you for that, Neil. Um, so, v? another solid. Yes. What's your number two pick? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go if if people have listened to me a bit you may may pick up a bit of a theme that i super like uh, uh apocalypse stuff <gasps> um because my last two entries are apocalypse related things um and one of my honorable mentions is also an apocalypse related thing but that's that's neither here nor there um i i was thinking about like okay i want to split up and make sure i try and grab something from different areas of the audio world and um I've recently gotten into unfiction, like in a, in a very big way, basically things pretending to be real as best as they actually can. Um, and to that wit, uh, I'm going to put forward War of the Worlds, the original broadcast. Um, it's <coughs> really good. <laughs> you mean as oh. in the, um, uh, the Awesome Worlds version? Yes, um so it's definitely dated i'm not gonna lie <laughs> it's, 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 it's of its time don't, don't call it as yes. dated it's 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 a period piece there you go yes it's a period piece from the 1900s <laughs> yeah that's the hard uh, part these days yeah i know back in the so... 20th century i was actually <laughs> I was born in the 20th century, you know? Um, so, yeah, uh, the War of the Worlds, uh, originally a book, um, and then Orson Welles adapted it for a radio play. And it is what's put out on the radio in, in America at some point in, in 1938, I want to say, or 39. World Audio it's Drama Day, wars. October 30th. There we go. Um, yeah, it, they basically had set it up. At the very beginning of it does tell you that it's done by like the Mercury players, I think Mercury's it was. Mercury's company um, of the awesome world. That's the one, yep. Um, and the beginning is, like, there is definitely a framework. Like there is like the, the narrator doing the bit from the book that I, I love so well, like, you know, microbes and intelligence is beyond our comprehension. Um, and then the kind of unfiction part begins where it is presented like they reckon 38 million people were listening to the radio the day that the martians came um and then everything from that point is as true as they could make it like there is a radio presentation where they're talking about the weather and then there's interruptions from the news and there's a bit of a story and there's interruptions from the news and then it just stays with the on-field um presenter um uh oh my god what they're called journalists mm-hmm. um and the rest of it is basically about, yeah, aliens come to Earth from Mars. It's a shitty time. The end. <laughs> but the acting in it is really good. It is like, if you, and I understand it, like, if you listen from beginning to end, it is obviously, it's a play. But if you were tuned in, like, five minutes after the intro, I can understand because it is pretty good. <laughs> it is, like, very convincing of, like, yeah, here is what this is. It's a normal radio show. And then there's genuine, like, interruptions the same way that they would. Um, and I think it's really good. Um, the fallout from it is hilarious. Awesome Wells clearly was not actually apologizing. He didn't give a shit. It was hilarious um, for duping everyone into thinking this was happening. Um, but, yeah, like, it's it's a, it's a, it's like uh, a lot of people in, in, um, in that kind of like found footage world like of like things pretending to be real but they're actually fiction like this is like the granddaddy of something that actually got pulled off really well <laughs> um it wasn't intended to be a hoax but there it is um 
I think it's something that people are like, if they're getting into audio drama and they're thinking about trying to make something as real as possible, definitely put that up as a marker to go look at yeah. and go look at the fallout. Because if you aren't willing to deal with the fallout of you're hoaxing people um, and you're not willing to go whole hog into it, you probably don't want to be going into that step. Like, make it real, but tell people it's not. That's fine. But if you want to try and convince people, check the fallout from this first. <laughs> See how well they did that and how they managed it because it's going to be so much worse in 2020s or 30s or 40s when you may listen to this. Um, it's just up there as a top radio play. I, I, I enjoyed the shit out of it and I listen to it on occasion um, just because it's nice to have in the background. And I also really love War of the Worlds. Um, yes, I like you the do. book. I like the musical. I hate the movie. I love this. Uh, Which movie? Podcast. There's several. I don't like any of them. All right, okay. They're all real bad. <laughs> Can I claim a half tick for this one? Okay. Okay, go for it. In what? <laughs> because I was in the Madison on the Air adaptation of War of the Worlds. <laughs> I have not heard this. Oh. Okay. You need to send me the link so I can put it in the show notes and so I can listen to it. Because <laughs> uh, I guy wrote as a goof, Karim, yes, as the alien. <laughs> <laughs> it actually did. I'm, uh, let me put it in the chat. I, it's madisonontheair.com. Yep. Nice. Uh, what, what I actually really like about War of the Worlds is that, uh, obviously it was written like, turn of the century sort of area mm -hmm. um, of sort of era is how each generation has picked up something different in it um like they've 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 presented it in a way that works for them in their world and i'm just waiting for yeah like another really good adaption of it not the movies not the movies um I'm, I'm waiting for more good adaptions to come out of it because the idea is amazing. Like, you can't fight this. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you fight this. The cold is what kills the aliens. It's like, that's ridiculous. Like, I've yet to, I haven't watched the BBC adaptation recent one. Did anyone watch that one? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. We're not allowed to watch the BBC. <laughs> not officially, mm -hmm. no, but there are ways. <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> I'm no criminal, my friend. I have legally, I have never broken a law in my life, and that will be on the record. <laughs> well, I you, can, you, you can subscribe to BritBox. You can get it that way. <laughs> Why are you not allowed to, listen, to watch it? Listen uh, to it? Because uh, to access the BBC, you're supposed to have a TV license. Mm -hmm. And outside of uh, of Britain, you have to go through a bunch of different weird hurdles and hoops. Mm -hmm. And I'm not doing that. Is this for for the TV or the the radio? Both. Because the BBC puts their own stuff on YouTube, don't they? Yeah, yeah but not the whole show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they don't put everything up. They're just like, oh, this is a kind of okay thing that would definitely get traction from YouTube. Great. But otherwise, they're just like, nah, fuck this shit. Okay. Um, because again, they need to charge the British public for creation, hence the TV license. Has that gone away yet? They're still charging. Well, no, I mean, the, the license is a fine thing. The problem is the government have, have turned it against itself by putting Tories in place at every important place in in in, in the organisation. So, <laughs> the BBC, a once great organisation, has now been cut off at the ankles, sadly. But you know, but you know, it's the, it. the thing is, but when you are paid for as a, as a public service broadcaster, which is what it's supposed to be, then it allows them to do experimental things and different things that are, you know, yeah, brave. It allows them to like fund things that you wouldn't normally like. As much as I dislike it, BBC Four is actually an interesting channel. Um, <laughs> it is a they do put a lot of shit on, but sometimes there are nuggets of gold in there. Um, you need to have somewhere to play. That's the thing. And the commercial uh, show <coughs> stations are often far too much random celebrities doing something silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looks over at actual um, place. 
<laughs> quickly, quickly hide TLD down like a roomstew. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was my that was my second. Uh, over to you. I was Grim. about to say, my, I'm the last one, aren't I? Um, yes. Uh, so, I so. Um, carrying on the theme of excellent comedy writers, um, mm-hmm. this one of the 21st century, um, although I think you probably did stuff in the 20th. Um, John Finnamore's cabin sorry cabin pressure, um, a a comedy um, of 26 episodes. Um, about a one-plane airline um, and the comedy shenanigans that happen with the various uh, members of the airline. Um, cast therein is Benedict Cumberbatch, Roger Allen, um, uh, John Finnamore. Uh, I had this earlier. Uh, <laughs> like, before you started naming people, I was like, this is British. Only the British would ever make a comedy series about, like, a one airplane airport thing. Yep. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Stephanie Cole, that's it. And um, Anthony Head as well uh, has, has oh. a recurring uh, character oh. later on as well. I love that man. Yes. Oh. So it is brilliantly classic British comedy. John Finnemore is a comedy genius when it comes to writing. Um, it is 26 episodes because each one is named uh, after the letter of the alphabet uh, uh, of a destination. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you have these increasingly weird places, especially when you try to get to Q and stuff like that, where they're going that has a Q in the name or at the start of the name. Um, it has fantastic earworm jokes and stuff and you learn about what pilots do in you know, the cockpit whilst they're flying all kind of things etc and yeah it, it, it had Benedict Cumberbatch before he got famous and then after he got famous um, it, they, they managed to get him in for the last few few just as it happened sort of thing suddenly they went from a few hundred people uh, 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 about a hundred people turning up at the radio theatre to record to so like thousands in the queue outside sort of Jesus. <laughs> damn so yeah it's it's worth doing. Um, yeah, it's available on Audible, so pay John Furnival some money because we all know creatives need paying. But if you are mm-hmm. desperate and you don't have the money to pay for Audible or or even the, the CDs or whatever, it is available in various places on SoundCloud. It's not so hard to find. <laughs> oh, SoundCloud! That's a that's a. That's not which is Kareem's own page. <laughs> oh Christ! Yeah. But yes, it's so- it is rip roaringly funny. Um, so Karim, you are in there or not? Sadly, no. <laughs> I, mean, I wish I was. Um, I, only, only my voice sake, Roger Allen, um, playing lost. Douglas Richardson. <laughs> so I can do. I can do. Re- they could have heard Karim. <laughs> so like, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I, funnily enough, none of mine have me in them. Although the third one, as you find out later, I wish I was close. I was close on the third one. <laughs> that makes you a very classy person. <laughs> But we'll get to the third one later. But anyway, go listen to Cabin Pressure. It's brilliant. It's hilarious. It's got wonderful actors uh, who guest on that you recognise the voices for as well. Uh, one of the chaps who was in um, uh, Bleak Expectations. Another fan. I'll, I'll put Bleak Expectations as a as an honourable mention. Um, think uh, Dickens with even more humour and um, <laughs> rudeness and stuff stuff rolled in it's uh, brilliant and apparently there's going to be a bleak expectations sh- stage show that's coming up soon as well so that'll be fun that'll be fun anyway. how did you come across cabin pressure like this feels super like Niche. where did this come from like okay, yes it's got <laughs> benedict cumberbatch so it probably got a lot of signal strength at that point but like how did you find this me yeah uh, 
it's I mean I'm, I'm British so we, we yeah. oh we, we, I'm sorry <laughs> you went down to the local pub and the, the men sat around and said oh have you listened to cabin pressure today well, hey, in you, it, have the, you have in the advantage it. of cabin pressure that it, it was in the Radio 4 630 <laughs> slot so it's half hour yeah, Radio 4 has a 630 slot that's either drama or comedy um, and so it was one of the Radio 4 630 slots and anybody who's British and listens to the radio, if, especially if they were commuting home mm-hmm. at about that time, would have the radio on Radio 4 to listen, whatever the comedy thing was, and, and Cabin Pressure was one of those. So that's that's how I came across it. And of course, then you know, I bought it, <laughs> as you would, <laughs> on CD back then, because it was quite a while oh, back ago. Back in Mardi. Aye, aye. <laughs> well, not as a cassette. I, you, at the beginning, you'd probably buy the cassettes as well, but I have it on CD. All by the last episode, because the, the last episode, it's on its own. It's like, I bought, <laughs> no, I bought the seasons on CD and you've given me the last one. It's like, okay, the last one's a special one, etc. Probably needed extra. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but hey, ho, it's, it is utterly superb. And you'll never, under, you know, you'll never think the phrase yellow car means the same thing ever again. So we we have the new thing to play in the car when we're driving from Lanthera. Very much so. Yep. Yes. <laughs> right. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. No, like I'm always into like um like these kind of British comedies. Oh, yeah. Like the good ones are really really good. Yeah. Uh, and there's this like the bad ones are really so really much bad. Hidden gold on British radio. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, maybe in mm-hmm. the past. Maybe today. But I, I came across a series that has the um um. Oh shit! I should have googled this name before I started talking. Um, <laughs> oh, What's the show? Are we the Are we the baddies guy? Uh, oh, uh, oh, um, uh, Mitchell and Webb. Yes, Mitchell and Webb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he David does Mitchell. like a David Mitchell. He does like a radio show where he has four people come on and they're supposed to tell stories about things, but they're supposed to add three lies yeah, into yeah. the thing. Would I lie to you? And, but would I lie to you as the TV uh, yes, transition of that show? Yeah, um, so I I came across the radio version randomly while buying things at Walmart, totally, uh, legally. Uh, <laughs> I just came across like 10 seasons of this, and the French dude is the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that man can kill me. He m- can murder me. Uh, so, yeah, um, no, British, like, radio has, like, hidden gold on there. Well, it's because it's mm-hmm. we, we had that 6.30 stream. I mean, we, we, there, were, there were a number of things where, where Brit- British radio had that, that constant creation stream. The 6.30 stream, you had the 11 o'clock stream as well, had certain things, certainly through certain nights. And then Radio 3 and Radio 1 and Radio 2 had bits and pieces of comedy stuff as well, which was fantastic. Unfortunately, now in the world of we don't like anything that's remotely not going to make money, um, the BBC is <laughs> cutting... Um, audio drama at the rate of knots, which is quite scary because, of course, where the hell are the new writers going to come from? You know, yeah, where are they going to get that like learning experience of nothing yeah, else? And it's, and it's not, it's, like, it's not like radio pays a huge amount either. It's like, no, it's tiny, no. <laughs> as we all know. They're all going into the podcasting yes, world, exactly. yeah. in the audio drama creators. Exactly. Join the fun. It's warm in here and cozy. It's warm and cozy. We have to huddle up for warmth because we can't afford the electric yeah. <laughs> No, we share the same five pound note that yeah, yeah, yeah. between all of us. Yeah. Un- until PayPal has all of its bits. <laughs> nah. well, th- th- thankfully, there's a, there, there, thankfully, due to the explosion over the last few years, there are a few more ten pound notes running around around the cycle. <laughs> yeah, as yeah. Magnus Harkis proved. Yes. yes. Damn. Yeah, yeah they did. Uh, Holy shit. 
That was a Kickstarter. And read Dracula and 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 and. The Magnus Archives are definitely uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the the granddaddy of them all. So yeah. Anyway, that's uh, me. So we're on to number one, aren't we? We're on number one. Did we miss anyone? All right, this is the perfect spot for an actual ad break and not <laughs> <laughs> bullshit ads. <laughs> Enjoy these ads from our sponsors, which we really, really love. We love all of them. Every time they I use this product every day. (laughs) (laughs) This is the time, Afo, you admit to us being sponsored by Manscaped, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, howdy, guys. I just got finished using insert product here. And that boy, are my hands tired. Or not tired, depending on what they're selling. <laughs> My hands are in fine condition. <laughs> Helix mattresses. What are you doing with those beds? <laughs> uh. Uh. <laughs> My number one. <laughs> um. So, about around two thousand and eight, I believe it is. We're going back far. I got a new job where I was a parking officer. I was walking around for a very, very long amount of times. I basically had nothing to do for eight hours a day. Like, you're not talking to anybody. You're not actually doing anything. You're just writing tickets and doing nothing. And I needed to fill my ears with something. And randomly, I came across a group of nerds that were doing a radio show. They started as like a, 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 a like a school radio or something, and they recorded it and put it on the internet. And then they podcasts became a thing, and they started a podcast. And then they did what I believe is actually one of the first actual plays recorded in two thousand and nine. Um, they did Dungeons and Doritos, ah. and it is so dumb. And I warn you, if you go listen to the first episode, it is dripping with like early to late 2000s, early 2010s nerdy etchness. There's so much terrible shit in it. But every single one of them is a good human being. Uh, they've all like they're they're all in good places now, doing things that they enjoy, and they're they they've had to leave this behind. Unfortunately, they say they're returning to it every year, but I. I, my my heart can only be crushed so many times, Cat. <laughs> I, I, I I give up. I genuinely love this series. There, the my reintegration into Dungeons and Dragons. I'd been out of it for like years at that point, and I. Oh, gen- is that the one with Cat Blackard? Yes, with Cat Blackard. Yep. It's, ah, okay. And the original series has Cat Blackard, uh, Triforce Mike, uh, Hex, and uh, oh, what's his name? The guy who draws the web comics. Whatever. Uh, web comic guy bails out and they get one of their other friends to join in and then Triforce Mike gets hit by a car while biking home from work and no. that is the most devastated I've ever been for a person that I never knew like uh, it's 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 the I've never had a parasocial relationship with any like celebrities or anything like that so I'd never had that like kind of oh no wait a minute this doesn't really affect me but oh no it's it's <laughs> uh, like um yeah, it's 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 a shocking story, and they're it's so dumb, but it's so heartfelt, and it's very clever, and it's I love them, I love them, I absolutely love them. They made Dungeons and Doritos, which is my genuine favorite, but the funnier podcast is their stupid Pokeballs of Steelix series. <laughs> it's only eight episodes, and every single person I've made to listen to those episodes have come back saying, "Jesus Christ, that's the funniest shit I've ever listened to." Not a single person hasn't said that. I, I, I swear to God, it is the best comedy on the internet. If you enjoy Pokemon at all, 
You only have to like enjoy the original like 150. Like that's <laughs> that's it. Um yeah, 150 episodes or 150 Pokémon. 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 Okay. <laughs> the original Gen 1, whatever you want to call it. Um <laughs> there's not a lot of there's not a huge story to Poke uh, Dungeon and Doritos. It, it, um I think originally they're trying to get back to their home dimension and then there's somebody who gets kidnapped and then there's like there's no overarching story it's really dumb you you you, you can't do the same thing you do with TLD where you say oh it's a apocalypse in progress story about three people who were sentenced to death who are now trying to figure out uh, exactly what's going on and eventually get embroiled in huge uh, magical shenanigans that force them to take active roles in the apocalypse it's like That's a good. That's a good elevator pitch for TLD. My elevator pitch for uh, Dungeon Doritos is um, there's a there's a shocking amount of of words that you weren't be allowed to say on air today used in the first couple of episodes. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't feel bad anymore because <laughs> I, I, I struggled so hard to like describe <laughs> Chunks and Dragons. I was like, I don't even remember this story, and here you are, like. Yeah, it was an it was an actual play, and I don't remember the story. <laughs> But here's a lot of <laughs> vague Just, things about the show that I enjoyed that have nothing to do with the story. I can't remember it, the story. <laughs> absolute love just for that show. It's 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 what occupied me for hundreds of hours. I re-listened to it a bunch of times. There's the only caveat I have to put in, and that is that the first like ten episodes have music breaks. Hmm. And What? it is not your music. I don't care who you are. It's not your music. <laughs> I don't know. You have listened to Neil's selection, right? Yes, and Neil's selection is healthy and normal. <laughs> oh wow! No, they they were absolutely just pushing indie artists when they were making their shows. So it is yeah, good. genuinely like you will not recognize a single song that they will play throughout that show. Uh, it's it's very weird. It's very weird. Um. Yeah. Uh, if you want a good time, uh, listen to Dungeon Doritos. I, I don't. I don't know if I recommend it, but it's genuinely. I love it. I love it with, with all my heart. Heartfelt is good. Heartfelt is. Good. It's 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 hard, man. It's hard, man. It's it's hard when you spend thousands of hours with some idiots on the internet, and then just like, what the fuck do you do with that emotional connection? You you just like you're kind of left in the wind at the end. Yeah, I'll, I'll carry on that theme in when I get to my third. Ooh. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, Ethel. Uh, all right, uh, 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 Neil. Oh, <laughs> whoa! Mixing it up, <laughs> keeping the chaos alive. What an exciting episode of Four Top Threes. <laughs> um. So after those two podcasts, and I was looking around for another show. Uh, one of my buddies was into Pathfinder and was listening to a show called The Glass Cannon Podcast. And I started <laughs> listening to that alongside them. And it was a lot more serious natured than the typical, like, very loose table comedy um, disasters that I had listened to prior. Um <laughs> It was once again. How how do you describe? The, I don't remember the story. <laughs> it's impossible, Neil. It's impossible. I know, right? <laughs> I, 
the question is, like, with the actual play recommendations, the problem is, how do you recommend it? It's literally, do you enjoy actual it's, plays? You, because you're you're describing things that you like about it, and sometimes that's like the plot and the campaign and the story. But I feel like the story gets lost, <laughs> and, yep. and thus it is, because there was a lot going on at any given point. Um, but it was it was all very serious and dramatic, and it, they they were having fun at the table. Of course, you know it wasn't so serious that they weren't having a good time but um they got very pathfinder is a very mathy game as well mm-hmm. so it just they they very much had to be in a game personality mode you know i feel like in comparison and here i am again describing all this because i have no other way of describing the show you have to describe people's personalities and what they're doing and how it <laughs> differs from what other people do mm-hmm. how something yep. feels different from another thing but yeah, it, it was definitely different from the other two shows that I had listened to in, in, in an interesting way. I don't think Pathfinder's the game for me, <laughs> but I enjoyed listening <laughs> to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed the characters. Yeah. Everyone did a very good job. Yeah. They kept you engaged. Oh, yeah. It's, that's a hallmark of a good actual play if like after 30, 40 hours you're still going like, I want to listen to another episode. Like, that means you're in love with these fucking people and and, and <laughs> it's... Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> it was definitely, yeah. definitely a very good show. I think I was considering listening to it uh, if we uh, picked that for another project. Mm. <laughs> Pathfinder. Oh, yeah, Pathfinder. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck no. I think it was on the list. <laughs> it was never on my list. Um, no, no, okay, no. We were, they released the second edition, which was like yeah. a new thing. It, it's like their dumbed down version. So it might, oh, okay. if we had looked into it, it, it could have been a possibility, but probably wasn't. Was it almost as bad as Rune Master then? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember Ruma- like- way back in the day, Rune Master, it would take you an entire game session just to create your character. Oh yeah, I, there, there's, I know that there's a Lord of the Rings ripoff game, which is very, very similar. Like you have to micromanage every single minute component in your herb pouch because they all have different places and meanings and they're all to do with the Crikey. law. And I'm just, I'm having that flashback of like, yeah, oh no. I remember some games, yeah, it's an entire... <laughs> Pathfinder so involved in like the skills, your character skills. You have to put a point into swimming if you want to like be able to swim if you need yeah. to. <laughs> Cut this from the future, but Neil, so you have to put specific. points into swimming and climbing in Call of Cthulhu too. Oh that, right? no, it's so specific. <laughs> Why? Yeah, <laughs> I, I would with recommend. That. I'm not gonna lie though. I'm not gonna lie though. The swimming thing kind of makes sense for our yeah. setting. Like, like swimming, probably climb, definitely. Yeah. Um, but you probably won't need things like accountancy. She could probably not put points in that. It's <laughs> definitely a lot more mechanically heavy than the other D and D five E shows that I had listened to. And, you know, Drunks and Dragons started as a four E, so I got a touch of that, but I, I never got. Yeah. You know the the what is Pathfinder based off of three point five. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think so. It's based off of three five, much. I believe. Yeah. I know it's not based off of one because or OG D and D's with the taco system can absolutely yeah. be a dick. It was um, definitely very math involved 
compared to 5e. <laughs> they were getting very <laughs> excited about numbers, and I was just like, yeah, sounds great. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Yeah, just tell me whether it's good or bad. That's all I need to know. Um. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Karim. How about what? I'll, I'll take this because I want to save yours for the end. Okay, because yours is probably way better. It than was roll master, um, not room master. But anyway, okay. <laughs> just rolling back. Uh, my top spot, and it is my top spot, um, is the first ever audio drama I ever listened to. Um, I was working some very intense and long, very hard shifts um, at my old design place and I needed something in the background and I was fed up of listening to audio books. I'm like, I need I need something that's not the same person and the same person's voice describing the same fucking meal. Like, I need something different. Um, and I was massively into 28 Days Later and all the other, like, zombie things and I'd searched for audio stories about zombies and of course uh where alive comes up um i listened to that at work and unlike everything else i listened to at work i took it home i listened to it at home and i got through basically that's what i listened to non-stop until i finished it um it was one of the first ever audio dramas i ever ever listened to um i didn't even have an iPod at that point, but I I got them from and you chose to pick the cherry on top. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I I yeah I, I listened to We're Alive and I listened to it and I love the story. Um, if anyone says that Bert is not their favorite, is a complete liar um, <laughs> because Bert is the best. Um, yeah, but remember the- how we were fighting over Shirley when we when we were done. <laughs> Airbnb. <laughs> I, I'm going to get to the story in a minute, guessing <laughs> for sure. Um, and I listened to it, and I realized that if I was ever going to tell a story in an audio format, um, this is how I was going to do it. Uh, because I'd actually we I'd actually already met Neil at that point, um, and so we were already working on the podcast that shall not be named. And if I was ever going to make a scripted version of something with sound effects and walking and talking, this is how I wanted to do it. It's the first time I'd ever actually heard it when it wasn't somebody reading from a book. Um, it was great. And I loved it. And I love the story. I'm Again, it's an apocalypse. So I'm ding, ding, ding. I'm there. <laughs> and the acting is phenomenal in it. Um, the story is really good. And I, I love it. I didn't like how sometimes it took five minutes to get into the episode because of all the ads. Um, mm-hmm. Not going to lie. Not my favorite part of any episode. Um <laughs> But you know, it was worth it. It was worth like battling through that, especially because I couldn't always skip because I was at work and people were watching me skip on my like stupid little pad thing I was listening to stuff through with my earphones um, because I didn't want them to know what I was listening to. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I listened to that and then I found out they had lockdown, so I listened to lockdown. Equally great. Uh, I have to say, Gold Rush is still my favorite. Um, just like small, self-contained. I haven't listened to Descendants yet because I want to binge it in one, as is my tradition. Um, but I do have to do like two little ding, ding, dings here. Um, one, we uh, when we went to Pod Tales a couple of years ago, um, where I met up with uh, Ethel and Kessir and Travis, um, the Airbnb we were staying at, Mr. Wayland, the creator of the show, was there. <laughs> and uh, as Ethel said, you've never seen me so quiet in my life. Casey <laughs> <laughs> is very cool. I met him at Pod Tales a couple of years ago. I... I remember seeing him and I was like, I know this face. And I had to I, I walked up with him and I was like, I know your face. What do I know it from? And he was like, I'm Casey Wayland. I'm like, of course, duh. 
No. See, the I, thing is, I, 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 I hadn't to... seen him in a long time at that point. <laughs> the thing is, I had, I didn't know he was coming to Portales. I knew nothing, let alone he was staying in the same building as us. So I was completely like, what the fuck? No way. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Mr. Wayne was very kind to to give us some uh, pins from We're Alive. And we both got Shirley. Um, he eventually, like, At first, he gave us one Shirley. To and, fight over. Him <laughs> and I, we were fighting over Shirley. <laughs> Meanwhile, I sat over there like, who's this idiot? Yeah. <laughs> Him, him massaging your your elbow was the greatest day of my life. <laughs> um, and very, very recently, um, Kessir, like the absolute maniac that Kessir is, invited uh, Mr. Whalen to come play, um, come play Dungeons and Dragons with us, and now he's on TLD. So. <laughs> um, <and laughs> really weird. Not quite a full circle, but I guess. I I was a voice on um I'm somewhere in Descendants I think chapter nine I, I got a couple of tiny little lines so I was like you oh get my the God. ding Yay! this time excellent yeah. I get the ding this time yeah like it was really full circle and uh like uh, Aether was talking about it because I didn't know Aether had this conversation with Mr Whalen and I didn't he's like he's gonna be in the show I'm like yeah bullshit <laughs> bullshit I'm gonna be on <laughs> got sent some lines did the lines I'm like holy shit I'm on the show and then he joins <laughs> us on TRD like. My life is my life is very happy. <laughs> <laughs> but aside from all the self bragging, um, we're alive is really good. Um, it's really well constructed. It is amazingly acted, um, and it's just really good. It's so well designed, and it's just there are real heart wrenching moments in there. Um, like Bert is just, mm, mm. he's amazing. He gets my bonus props for being the first audio drama and to this day, I think the only audio drama that I listened to that had a Filipino person actor on it. <laughs> wow, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yep, that's that's my top spot. Um, Casey, Casey's right, a great I, believer in field recording as well. He, like, he likes nation. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Not as great as uh, Fred Green. No, no, no. But, yeah. but close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember listening to We Are Life. Like I, I started listening to it, and I like back in the day, I was still uh, sis was sitting behind me uh, at at work, and we were like working back to back. And because we were always like giggling with each other, our boss was always like, "Can you two just stop doing like uh, uh, chatting with each other?" So like we resorted to chatting with uh, with each other. Uh, via the phone like uh, on whatsapp or whatever we used back in the day even though we were sitting back to back and like she always asked me for like recommendations for podcasts and back then i recommended we're alive uh, to her and she was like a few episodes behind me and i i could always hear when she reached like those very critical moments because she she tried to cry without making a sound oh. so just turned around and she was like crying i was like oh. i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> like I, I think genuinely like the the last like uh chapter or so with Sol, I'm like, oh my god, I'm dying. I'm dying at work. I, I hate everything about this, but it's so good. Yeah. But it was the funniest thing. We were we were calling it uh, playing silent library at the time. <laughs> <laughs> because I think there was like a YouTube show or something that was like silent library where people like tr- trying to do anything in the library and it was like shh. <laughs> So the that's what, what we're doing. Yeah, we were we were, we were listening to uh, comedies and we are live, like mm. uh, all sorts of stuff, and we were always like, Shh, not a sound. <laughs> it's, uh, I've only listened to one episode of Lockdown. I have I have, I really ought to listen to the whole thing one day. It's uh, that's that's on my 
increasingly long list of things to listen to. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Was, was Lockdown was the one with the very bulky Spanish guy, wasn't it? I want to say Where yes. they broke out of the yeah, prison? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, set in okay. prison. Oh, it God, explains I, like uh, yeah. in in like the main story, they go to a prison for a bit, um, or they they definitely mention the prison. Um, that's where where one of the teams come from. Um, yeah, and then you learn more about that whole bit, and that's lockdown. And then Gold Rush is just such a, I don't know, it's just it's just a whole different thing. It's a whole different kettle of fish, and it's so good. Uh, Anyway, I'll stop my gushing over <laughs> over we're alive. Um, right, Krim, what are, what's what's in your top stop? <laughs> v, are you really going to do that to Kessir? What? Oh yeah, Kessir God, first. I've done it again. I'm so sorry. I I thought you'd. Uh, I've chatted. I thought I were making flap bets. <laughs> no. <laughs> This is just my brain. I do the circle, and then when I change the order for chaos, chaos happens. I stand aside. Kessie, the mic is you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so my top um, audio drama is called Our Fair City. Ah, yes. Uh, Ah, yes. <laughs> Were you on it? Do you get a ding? Yeah. <laughs> you? Yes, I played a old man once. <laughs> um, was it? So I have to say this right away. I, 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 I absolutely love it. I know it's done by now, but I, I, like, I have not listened to the last season. Was it in the last season? Uh, probably. It was quite a while ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why I haven't listened to it, but probably because I was occupied with other things. But also, like, I, I, I kind of feel like I want to maintain the um, the beauty of not knowing how it ends because I don't want it to end. <laughs> oh, do I identify with that one? <laughs> oh, no. Um, so it's about an apocalypse, uh, V. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. But it plays... Okay, yeah, I, I have your attention now. It plays, like, I think 700 years in the future or maybe a thousand years. I'm not entirely sure. But um, it happens, like, um, the, the Earth uh, is covered in, in clouds like they cannot have any sunshine up there anymore and the humans have like resorted to living underground in in caves and um they are led by a, a insurance company or like it used to be an insurance company that had like a huge tower on the on the uh, upworld and all the employees basically were evacuated in that world and like their descendants started digging those tunnels under the under that house and uh, that's where the entire world plays 700 years in the future and uh, it's an extremely wacky <laughs> I don't want to say steampunk but it has like steampunky elements to it uh, like there's a mad scientist in it um, Dr. Herbert West which has an extremely <laughs> great voice and like he created the mole people which are uh, basically like workers who create the uh, the cave systems And they're so fucking cute. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, 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 like it, each season takes us to a different part of the uh, of the underground. Um, and I, I just I, I love it. Like the characters, they're all memorable. They're unique. They are they have very distinct voices. Like <clears throat> they have their own thing going on. Uh, one of them. Uh, is just a, a poop shoveler who goes around with his uh, um, shovel called Betsy. Um, and like, I, I, this is a spoiler, but at one point, like while he is using Betsy to, to shovel 
something. I don't remember exactly what, but like the shovel breaks and it is a very heartfelt moment. And I remembered crying over a fucking shovel break. <laughs> crying over a poop shovel. <laughs> We don't know what the shovel used for, Neo. Don't be disrespectful. <laughs> oh no, it was used for shoveling poop. Oh, okay, okay. At some point, I think the the the, um, the inter-irrigation system breaks and he's like, okay guys, my time to shine. This is what I was born to do. Let's see, let's go. <laughs> I remember listening to that episode. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I have a recurring theme with like uh, older audio dramas that I feel this incredible attachment to items like Shirley and Betsy mm -hmm. and the pan in Edict Zero. <laughs> I, I I just love this um the plot plot uh plot thing that you have like an a very endearing item in your story. That kind of becomes relevant to the characters. And if something happens to it, you're gonna fuck something up. <laughs> <laughs> Because, God forbid, something happens to this item. Was Mark of, like, I think, pretty good storytelling if you can be attached to an inanimate object? Poop like, shovel. It, 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 like a poop shovel, um, for example. Like, you, you can become attached to people. But I think becoming attached to item is much harder because like as people, we can be attached to items, but being attached to somebody else's items is really difficult. Um, wow, that's some... <laughs> it, had, uh, it had this thing where like they did the entire first season in individual episodes and then they, they went on and made like seasons two and three maybe. And then they went back and redid the entire first season and then uploaded that as like the starting point for the series. But I've never... Had any other audio drama that I had such a hard time getting into because the first season was just uh, they they tried to bundle everything into like an hour long episode and <laughs> like it just kept hopping and I was like who the fuck are all of these characters? There's like four <laughs> or five different storylines to take care of and they keep hopping and like I, I I I remember trying like two or three times to get into it and I couldn't. And then I listened to the original episode uh, episodes because they put them up on the uh, um, on their website, I think, or maybe on the main feed. Uh, they're up somewhere, mm. and I listened to that, and I was like, "Oh, now I get it. <laughs> now I understand <laughs> what the fuck was happening here." So yeah, if you don't get into it the first episode, give either give it another try, or try uh, reading along with a with a transcript because these are also available because that helped me personally. Uh, getting a better hang because uh, in the first season it had this uh, weird syndrome where some characters uh, sound similar and you do not get all the names very early. Yeah. Mm. Um, so reading along helped. And also, like, if that doesn't work, try listening to the original episodes. That really helped. Like, like uh, the season two and everything beyond that is absolutely fine. But the first season is just absolute <laughs> utter chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Again, my attention has been drawn. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I remember that Sis had a lot of trouble getting into that one and she did read the transcripts and that's how she got into it. Okay. Is it is it because there's like so many different voices without context bringing them in or names, for example? Yeah. Or is it just like a, difficult to understand? No, no, no. It, it's uh, it's a little bit of all of the above. Like it, it It's definitely yeah. like a lot of characters for one. A lot of storylines, a lot of characters that sound the same, and you don't know if, like, uh, when when the uh, scene changes, if that is still the same character because they sounded similar. And mm -hmm. um, some of the characters do not get named right off the bat. 
Uh, so there's just a voice. Yeah. Just a sneaky voice. And you're just like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And I feel like the pacing is also a lot faster in the in the remix, uh, remade episode than it was in the original. The original took its time a little bit more because they were putting it out in episodes instead of doing like one supercut episode. Mm-hmm. Very cool. You caught that. So it was our fair city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Krim, you appear later. <laughs> yes, very briefly, very briefly. Now, I have, I, in a lot of the classics, I appear very briefly in tiny little bits here and there. Ars Paradoxica was one I played a German doctor. Oh, I was an Ars Paradoxica too. Because <laughs> probably in the same scene, obli- I suspect. Probably uh, when they were in the German hosp- hospital, German yeah? person. Yes. <laughs> so, we on to mine. Right. Yes. <laughs> Did I forget anyone else like an absolute douchebag? <laughs> no, that what you're doing? You're going through your notes. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm typing it. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm dinging Oz Paradox for Karim and Kirsten. So, yes. the final, possibly the best indie audio drama ever. <gasps> it's Don't disappoint still a comedy. Me. It's oh wonderful. Okay. The people who do it are wonderful, or did it for wonderful, because it has finished now. Um, <gasps> none other than wooden overcoats. Oh, I was thinking that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is he going to say mm-hmm. wooden overcoats? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love the show with a passion. I love the people involved with a passion. I started going to the live shows in season one, I think, or possibly season two. Um, I got to meet everybody when they held a picnic in Green Park when Lauren Shippen of Bright Sessions fame came over to the UK and they had a, a picnic in the park. Um, and I got to know people and I got known in the audio drama community, so that was a big break for me as well. Um, <laughs> and I, I fell in love with Beth Air's voice. I laughed hilariously at Felix Trench. <clears throat> and <laughs> And Tom Crowley and all the other people as well. I mean, you know, Emily uh, and, and, and Pip and David K. Barnes and his, his, his ever-so-tired doctor, as well as his superb writing and script management and managing the writer's room and the whole thing. Quite simply, superbly plotted, brilliantly funny, wonderful characters, beautifully acted, great sound design. Um, always giving you a surprise. Yeah, the first season sort of bites you on the the, the backside with the the, the stories it goes through. For those who are not aware, if you are not aware, Wooden Overcoats. On a fictional channel island in the English Channel called Piffling, there is a village called Piffling Vale that has one set of undertakers who have been the undertakers on the island forever. It's a family business. And then a new undertaker, a young strapping chap, <laughs> turns up and suddenly becomes the competition. The original undertakers, played by Felix Trench and Beth Eyre, are this uh, withdrawn, somewhat darkened family known as the Funs, often fun funerals. And then Tom Crowley's, um, Christ, I forgot his character name now. Um, uh, oh, I'll look it up in a second. Anyway, it's, it is. And, and he sets up over the green, over the village green. They're on one side of the village green. He's on the other side of the village green. And he is spectacularly successful, whereas they are spectacularly, spectacular failures at doing their business. But as you go through the seasons, you get to learn about the characters and they build and they develop. In There is this, there is this thing about sitcom 
where the whole point of sitcom is the characters shouldn't change necessarily because they're always going to make the same mistakes to a certain extent. And I can see that to a point. But as a narrative device, I like it where they do develop somewhat, but their core essence never changes to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. So um, Rudyard Fun, played by Felix French, will always be the pompous, slightly extremely jealous chap that he is. Um, uh, Beth Air plays... um, Oh, crikey. Uh, Uh, Eric Chapman. That's that's Eric Chapman. That's that's, that's Tom's character, yes. Um, Oh, what's Beth's name? Character name? Anyway, Beth's character. (laughs) And and I should know this (laughs) backwards, but... Antigone. uh, Antigone, yes. Um, Is this recluse who, at the beginning of the show, never comes out of of the mortuary as she's the actual mortician, whereas Rudyard does the front of house Mm -hmm. thing for the show. Um, It is simply beautiful in its in its hilarity in its cleverness and its wordplay and its uh excellent storylines i mean you have um the the other villagers you have uh the vicar and the mayor who are a gay couple eventually and it's it, just beautifully played and it, it is simply comedy and audio writing at its best I can I can say nothing nothing more about it than that other than it's it's just wonderful and you have the four seasons, much deli- delayed fourth season, um, but the fourth season <laughs> came out e- eventually. I went to see the last four live shows um, to give it a good send off, etc. As well, I nearly I nearly I, I I auditioned for the fourth season but didn't quite get it. Um, so hence I didn't I, I don't get the ding on that one sadly. <laughs> <laughs> what what I think. Um, but hey ho, you know. Some you win, some you lose. It happens. I'm, I'm just, I'm just yeah. happily staying as a as a as a just a glorious fan of of lovely people, and I, and I got to spend some lovely evenings with them after the show, live shows, etc. As well, and you know, it's 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 beautiful, heartwarming, and hilarious storytelling at its best. That's the best of what I can say, really. The the only like UK podfest I went to actually, uh, I met you and Sarah Golding's. Um... Uh, vocal uh, direction mm-hmm. workshop um, and Wooden Overcoats were doing their uh, live show there. Um, that's the interaction I, I had with them and they were just absolutely hilarious on yeah. stage. It was just such a, you got who the characters were, even though I had no context for the rest of, uh, for the rest of the Wooden Overcoats at all. You got the context from that, just like, the 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 show that they performed it was so like self-contained everything was explained you got very immediately that the the opposing undertakers were mm, not favorites <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny it was just really good yeah. um it was on my like yeah i should probably listen to this and again the list is uh my arm long um but yeah like from what i've i have experienced of wooden overcoats really good really funny and and the last episode Oh, actually, end of season three, end of season four, real heart punches. Um, and one of the funniest, funniest scenes ever is in an episode. Well, I think one of my favorite episodes is, is There Ought to Be Clowns. Uh, season three no. episode. Uh, yes, <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. I have PTSD. It brought back memories. What from listening to the show? No, from listening to you, you saying like the, there ought to be clowns. <laughs> I, I, 
I seriously worry what I've done now. Like, <laughs> unexpected just, laugh. No, 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 I'm, just, I'm just getting mem- flashbacks from when I listened to that episode and was like, oh no. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. There is a scene that is beautifully rendered in audio as Rudyard tries to find his way downstairs. And that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, simply, simply brilliant. Simply brilliant. Did, did you say that the um, original funeral parlor owners yes. uh, were kind of fuck-ups and the new guys are coming in kind of yes. good? Yes, R- R- Rudyard is, is a thoroughly unpleasant little man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and, and Antigone is is this this withdrawn sort of shadow of a person who who, who appears in, 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 in corners and stuff like this. And then, yes, Eric Chapman is this beaming, charismatic, lovely bloke who's so fantastically successful. And he puts the fun in funerals and they be, you know, his, his, his business empire on the island grows as mm. the season goes by with a coffee shop and this and that and all kinds of other things. Oh, my God. It is. I, I have... I have to ask, is one of the themes of the show, like, don't get complacent, like, just because you were born into a company doesn't mean that it's going to thrive when you take over? I, I think that you could, loosely, you could put it that way. Okay. It's 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 a theme that I've been missing from basically all media. I always feel like we're supposed to root for the person that's coming into the thing and has always was <laughs> like, I was born for this. I was supposed to do this. I inherited my dad's business. Now all these evil other people are trying to get in. It's like, no, no, it's called competition. You don't deserve success. You have to earn it. Like, I, I, I've, I still I've been remember missing that from like, media. Uh, this one scene where... Uh... There was something with the embalming fluids that were used. Uh, like um, the uh, uh, Chapman tried to use something with um, with fragrance, like with uh, like perfumes in it. And Antigone was like, "No, we've mm. always done it without it. Like the people are dead; they don't need this. Like uh, the, the funds are definitely more like <laughs> um, like uh, to the point. Get the funeral out of the way. Done." It, it, it was actually Antigone who started creating oh, was embal- it? embalming fluids. Oh, yes. I, uh, but like the the other. Oh, right. That's what uh, the the um the brother tried to convince her to do it, and yeah. she was very much against it. I think wasn't it that? that maybe. No, yeah, it, it, because I do remember that it, she was it's, very it's, much it, like, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. We have always done it like this. We cannot change our ways now. <laughs> <laughs> But she grows throughout the series, as, as you find out. And, and another, I think the one that, uh, the episode that got nominated for the Audio Drama Awards, the Audioverse Awards, um, in fact, it's, the Audioverse this year, I think, was 3,000 shows won various things. It's weird, but hey-ho. Cool. Um, yeah, uh, it's, what was it called? Um, in the Buff, I think, was the, the title of the episode. Um they decided to do a nude calendar to raise money for a, an event. Um, <laughs> once again, the reasons... Wh- it's everything I thought it was going to be the, from the title. The reasons why <laughs> are really powerful and really heartfelt. And the whole story and the lifting of the... And, and the explanation and the way the whole thing is handled is beautifully done. Um, once, listen, that's for season four. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is fantastic. Well, it's just just glorious ear t- ear, ear music, you know. <laughs> All right, uh let's do some honorable mentions. Uh does anybody have honorable mentions? So many. <laughs> oh. Remember that 
I'll start with Neil. <laughs> Uh, I remembered that Drunks and Dragons did a, uh, what do you call it, when they make it shorter? Abridged. <laughs> abridged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did an abridged version. So it it gets to the point, you get a lot of the goofs, and it gets you the meat of the story. So that, that that's floating around out there. <laughs> abridged or supercut? <laughs> okay, well... I- uh, <laughs> uh, honorable... Super short and sweet. Thank you, Neil. Uh, honorable <laughs> mentions. I, I guess it would have to be uh, Liberty. I really love Liberty. Um, genuinely, like, just got me into audio dramas. Like, Orphan was the first thing, but Liberty was really what, like, kind of set my brain off. Um, and uh, I enjoyed White Vault. feel like I need to give a little shout out there. Um, and... Uh, Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. Uh, while I wasn't a huge fan of it, I think it's pretty good, and I bet other people love it much more than like they would love a lot of other stuff. That's me. Anyone else want to go before me? <laughs> My list is long, guys. Uh, okay. <laughs> My list is two. <laughs> Karim, is your list longer or shorter? I can than do me? as many as you like, but I'll, I'll, how about we? How about we stick to three maximum? <laughs> Someone bringing us some hard rules here. I'm just here. mimicking Aether, okay? Well, okay. Like 50, so I, 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 I need to go have some dinner at some point. <laughs> nope, you're, you're three. Karim has oh, no. ordained it. Karim is the director of this episode. I will put it in the credits. On IMDb, yes. Director credits. <laughs> the only episode we ever put on IMDb. Okay, let's rotate. Uh, uh, the top row is Kessie and me and, and, and Volley. Let's, let's, let's rotate one each for three rounds. Okay, all right. So, Cassie, your we first have to be one. Super okay. Short and um, sweet. <laughs> I'm, I, I have to limit myself. I'm gonna say Edict Zero FIS. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Good. I actually have to try and get past <laughs> the first couple of episodes of season two because that is such an intense listen. Um, it's a it's a fantastic show. It's got and Robert and and, and yes. Matthew uh, are in it and and stuff. And I think Sarah is mind blowingly this point <laughs> in it, isn't she? Isn't Sarah at this Sorry? point in it too? Yes. Sarah's okay. in it. Yes. Come on. I think we can safely <laughs> say Sarah, by definition, is in everything. And if she's not, you, you know, don't have an audio drama. Uh, no, no. Well, it, it, it's something to do with. I, I think there's been some kind of yeah, magical yeah, 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 infusion yeah, in the sure airwaves yeah. or on the internet now. Mm-hmm. Packets it's, of her being are spread out throughout everything, and they infect mm-hmm. other audio dramas. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, my my honourable mention is Y2K. Um, that was on my that list. Thank you. Me... <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Uh, Y2K hit me in a good place, and it's a proper slice of life from like the 2000 since Y2K. Yeah. Um, and I'm very blessed to have made it into season Yay. two. Um, yeah, it's actually shockingly yeah. gorgeous. It's yeah. very cute. It's a really good Karen show. Karen Heimdall, excellent it. show, and her new ones. Karen... Yeah, Chaker. It's awesome. I got a ping. I also made it into season two. Karen, I got a ping. <laughs> Yes, isn't it too? I, I have yet to appear on either of those. Well, Don't worry, we have an in with the director. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> but I think Karin. Uh, so I've, I've got, I've got, I managed to book one show whilst we've been having this meeting. So it's fine. <laughs> oh damn, nice. Karin uh, favors uh, female-born uh, actors on that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, yep. So that's that's mine. I love Voice UK. Go okay. listen. Uh, my first. Um, 
honorable mention then is uh, Victoriosity. Um, I have yet to listen to that one. <laughs> Tom Crowley, uh, of Wooden Overcoats fame, flips into steampunk extraordinaire Victoriosity, where even Greater London, which is now a city that spreads most across most of southern England, um, is uh, existing and murders and um, intrigue and politicky uh, high-stakes uh, mystery uh, exist with a, a mechanical queen, Victoria, or at least most parts of her have been replaced by mechanical things as the, the, the various... Um, uh, assassination attempts <laughs> take bits out of it, and then they get replaced by the, the royal doctors, etc. But there are, is it is gloriously insane, slightly manic, and um, once again, Tom Crowley and uh, Leila Katib and a whole cast of fantastic characters. Um, Victoriosity. Me again, Kessie, uh, number two. Kessie. Okay, I want to bring one <laughs> yep. improv show to the uh, to the table because uh, I, I I love improv shows and I'm gonna say hello from the Magic Tavern. It's great. Hmm. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what it is, that's basically like a, a a talk show that is happening inside a magical tavern, and they like have a different mythical creature on every week, and it's completely improvised. And uh, the two like one of the hosts is a guy from Chicago, and the other two hosts is a wizard with a very long name and a badger. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and why not? Well, I think I remember it. Hello from the Magic Tavern. I think it has like a crow on the front, yeah. right? That's their artwork? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's yellow and has a crow on the front. <laughs> okay. I, I occasionally bring it up when I'm getting asked about uh, design um, tips. And I'm like, choose a color that will stand out and that like you claim as your own. Mm -hmm. Like, all the horror shows are fucking black. <laughs> Do not take a black uh, color for your cover if you make horror. <laughs> do something. Do it like do something Walt. different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have Dave the Triffids. As, uh, it was technically an audio book, but I got it out from the library on cassette, and it had sound effects in it. So I'm counting it as an audio narrative that's not just an audio book. Um, yeah, I love Dave the Triffids. Apart from the. TV adaptions. Uh, the old TV adaptions. I was about to say, great. the 80s one was pretty, um, pretty solid. Yeah. Freaking yeah. awesome. Uh, the, the, the most, most recent <laughs> one, not my cup of tea, but it's definitely someone's. We, um, we watched the 80s and I have to say, fantastic, until the ending, which is just like a silent fart that goes on for like <laughs> a minute and you're just like, wait, it's over? Yeah. And that's what you did? Yeah. Granted. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Day of the Triffids. Um, it was a great audio book. I found a more recent version, so I will link to that in the show notes. Absolutely. Okay. Sec what, what what are Triffids? Sorry. Uh, big huh? sort of I plants. Oh, okay. So it was that thing that I linked other the other day on uh, that was made into yes. a movie? Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to do a self-ping on this one because uh, <gasps> I'm in one episode. Oh. Uh, oh. In uh -oh. public? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Unseen. <laughs> Un on unseen.show. Um <laughs> Long story short, productions who produced uh, Wolf Three Five Nine um, oh. during lockdown. Oh, damn! Oh, that's a good choice. <laughs> Literally, uh, Cassius' list is long. True. I can be here for seventeen <laughs> hours. All right. <laughs> Jesus that's why I'm putting a limit. <laughs> good plan. Um, they they d during lockdown they wrote, came up with the idea or fin finesse the idea for unseen that we could record um, easily uh, as individuals 
And um, when the invite came in to be part of the cast, I, I suddenly realised I might actually be quite good at this stuff because I thought, but th th that's all them. What, why are you inviting me in with this lot? Because <laughs> you got Beth, you got Tom, you got Felix, yeah. you got Zach, you got, and this is Gabriella Bina and Sarah Shackett who yeah wrote it and. And I just, I was just, I, me, 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 me. Uh, 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 Karim, I can tell you why. Have you heard your voice? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> You're the perfect dragon. I'm just saying. I, I know. <laughs> I have spent my entire life working to become an actor. <laughs> I have spent Good. 50 years to become an overnight success. <laughs> 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 but, you know, it's still that whole thing of, you know, I was not. So long ago, in my memory, I was on Village Hall stage playing in a terrible adaptation of Pick One Random Amateur Theatre Production <laughs> in the going, you know. Um, now to be working with some of the best people in the business, as I now do, and I, I love it and I work really hard and work, work really well with them. It's, it is fascinating for me to, yes, I know I'm good at it now. But good. <laughs> it's like when the invite came in to be in Doctor Who. It's like, what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's Ella. You know, Ella. Ella. We love Ella. Um, Ella Watts. Uh, anyway, so yes. unseen. Um, it's beautiful. Hopefully, there, there are plans for at least two more seasons that I know of. Because Gabrielle came over to the Wooden Overcoats show that he wrote last year. And we had all the UK crew uh, there that evening, uh, pretty much. Um, so it, it, it's, it, it, to summarise for people, it's, it's mostly it's single voice episodes talking about these people's lives in this world where magic is real but out of view of normal human beings sort of thing until you manage to cross that barrier sort of thing. The opening is absolutely beautiful. The first show is absolutely beautiful. My episode is episode seven, um, which you may or may not want to listen to. Um, but the whole thing is fantastic. Great ideas, great storylines. It slowly unpeels like an onion with all the layers to the world, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Fantastic show. Fantastic. I'm, I'm really proud to be part of it. I'll shut up now. <laughs> I'm doing the silent passing over to Kessia. <laughs> oh, God. I'm having such a difficult time picking one. I want to say a Scottish podcast, but at the same time, I want to say Once on Future Nerds. So I'm saying both. <laughs> you got it. I want both. <laughs> Not Once on Future Nerds. podcast? Yeah, I wanted Me to too. bring a ping for Karim. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And Aethel, too. Oh, yeah, hey. Ding. Yeah. Oh, me too. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Well, it's a great old circle jerk in here, isn't it? Of course. <laughs> one, one of my favourite, I think most people's favourite, one of my characters, Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> also, the best Sarah oh, Golding. Drunk yeah. Helen. Just Drunk Helen. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Uh, I remember pl playing a teacher in that, like, not, not a teacher, like a that in that group that was like uh, for writing, like a workshop for writing, I think it was. <laughs> and I listened back to that episode and I was just trying to hold that group together and everything was just absolute <laughs> chaos. <laughs> uh, you mentioned for the references a Spanish podcast. What was the other one? Uh, one oh, yes, notes. that's a good show. Yes. Uh, I have to say a huge thank you to Once in Future Nerd because I think they ran some of our original ads for TLD. Um, 
I'm going to say Wolf 359 because I didn't have anything prepared. And the moment you said it, I'm like, fuck yes. That is amazing. I I'm listened to the whole that. thing and it's so good. It is sci-fi, so I think you'll probably yeah. like it. Ooh. It is some of the best voice work. Like the one of the lead actors has two roles and I could not tell them apart for the longest time. I did not realize it was the same person. Like, mwah, so good. That's it. It starts off as one show and then builds into another show. Yeah, it turns into something like really intense. And it really peels like an once again, like an onion. These Yeah. And it really intense last season. So I have to admit, like I was I was binging it just a a couple of weeks, months ago. And like at some point I felt that like they were doing writing experiments uh, in that one. (laughs) 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 I was like, okay, what's the prompt today? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because it was not actually contributing to the storyline or the character, well, to the characters, yes, of course. But it was definitely like, okay, let's see if we can pull this off if we put these characters together <laughs> over here and these characters over there and have them play something <laughs> very unique. It, yeah, I, I definitely understand what you're talking about. It does feel yeah. like that in places. <laughs> uh, that was mine. That was my last. I think Karim's your last up. Okay. Um, Ars Paradoxica. Um, Kristen de Mercurio plays Dr. Sally Grissom, uh, a scientist who gets sent back in time through some kind of... I get a ping. And Karim gets <laughs> yes, a ping I too. Micro ping, this one. Um, but the... <laughs> Micro ping. <laughs> Don't shine your light under the bushes. <laughs> but no, I mean, this is... Once again, it's, re- it's an original time travel story, really interesting f- thoughts and... and, and it's just fantastic script and, and, and great storylines. Um, really thought-provoking again. What I think <laughs> what what blew my mind was when they did that um, crossover episode with, which one was it? Was it, a, it wasn't a Bright Yeah, there was, I think it was a Bright Sessions one. They did a crossover episode um, with another. Uh, what's her name bounced into the, dark, the black room? The, yeah, the one yeah, with the he, He's in the black man, room, I think it was. And what's her name bounced into it? Yeah, the one who the one who uh, uh, teleports when uh, into different time zones when she's when yeah. she's nervous or high, high energy. Yes. Yeah, but then that one both was like, were holy um, shit. <laughs> both were sound designed by uh, Misha Stanton. Misha, yes, yeah, yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> All right. I got to cut you both off on your list for the <gasps> sake of one arrow is to your ability to go get some food. <laughs> um. We will return to our regularly scheduled trying to figure out who's in charge of the next episode. Um, but yeah, thank you all so much for listening and uh, go listen to some amazing audio dramas and Oof, radio yes. plays and all the audio stuff. Which you will find in the show yes. notes. And please start adding an extra £10 to the gets, uh, gets passed around to the audio drama community. We would really appreciate it. <laughs> it's getting quite worn out. <laughs> you can barely see the Queen. Oh shit, is it King's Head now? I'm not getting distracted. Anyway, <laughs> bye. Jeez, okay, thanks. Bye. thank you all so much for listening to this episode uh you may agree krim is just the most nerdiest of nerds and is amazing um this episode would have been nothing without him and it was his suggestion so go listen to all of his stuff re dracula is still out he's also on shadows at the door he's also on the lucky die he is everywhere he's in doctor who just just go check his stuff out he's genuinely amazing um i think for us thank you so much for listening and if you want to experience this episode all the rest of the four top threes episodes all of counterbalance and the lucky die and the sprouting if you want to experience all of those ad free 
then um, you can do that on our Patreon. And you can do that from as little as $1 a month. Talking of amazing audio drama things, go listen to Three Little Words and you're about to hear an ad for them now. This has been a Blighthouse Studio production. Thank you for listening. Nicole was your typical hopeless romantic, moonlighting as a fanfiction writer. Claudia was a hard-headed activist with a YouTube channel and the mysterious past. When Nicole hit a deep funk in her writing, Claudia suggests one of her hidden passions, romance novels. Now the two have fallen into a world of endless handsome hunks, doe-eyed damsels, and lascivious lovers. It is now their sacred duty to rank these novels on three criteria. Their steaminess. I had to fan myself off. Their dreaminess. She's not missing anything without him, but he makes her life better. And their meaniness. Cal wouldn't be in some small town pie eating contest. That's not why he left me. <laughs> Join our heroines every other week as they overcome unhealthy relationship archetypes, thesaurus abusing authors, and anatomical inaccuracies to prove that love can conquer all on the Three Little Words podcast, only on the Moonshot Network. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.